I was going to ask you guys what you're fucking drinking. Harrison's got rosé. Rosé. <laughs> Mr. Byer, you're my top left, so I'm going to have you go first. What you drinking, oh, okay. uh, boy? Um, well, I'm drinking the first of the uh, banging beers uh, brews that I got. It's Cayman Jack Margarita. <laughs> well. Is that what they really sent you? Yeah, they really fucking did. That was the like, little, it was like a side cocktail. thing. Like, uh, hey, this is actually pretty good. You guys should try this. Oh, it probably is. Margaritas are fucking pretty bad. I'm surprised dude. you didn't take it, Uncle Dan, because that has your name written all over it. But fucking... I, I didn't, it wasn't an option presented to me. Well, I, f- I feel like Mr. Byer threw himself on the grenade for that one. Yeah, I, I saw the options. I'm like, I'm going to give Dan the better of all of these. Well, that's fine. You got um, that one thing (laughs) that I'm going to drink next, and then I gave you that horn swaddler. It was a 50-50 toss-up with the two, and I figured since I jumped on the grenade with this one, I I felt entitled to take the reins on choosing between those two, but they both sounded delicious. Yeah, dude, I'm not mad at it at all. So I guess to our dudes in the Banging, Banging Beers podcast, yeah, shout out. Ben and Tony and Five, Spiv, Spive. And Ben. I said Ben. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Ben, Tony, Spive, and Ben. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if this is a fucking a Pennsylvania thing. I've never seen it, but it seems like a probably a mass-produced thing. But, I mean, whatever. It, it is what it says it is. It's margarita and a glass. It's not bad. What is it, like 12%? Probably not. It tastes like five. It's, it seems super weak. I'm gonna say four point seven. I'm gonna. I'm going with twelve. So I think they they pulled yeah. a us and covered the uh, ABV. Oh yeah. So that's another thing. Are we going to like rate these like how they rate theirs? Uh like, yeah. Not not, not using un- untapped because you know obviously. Whatever, but like we we can rate them out of five five stars. We I mean, can rate what we think about the beer based on what everybody says, because you know we're not tasting the beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, that was the original plan was that they would play the ABV game and we would do what they did with their beers. But since we didn't get to drink them before this whole madness happened, now everything's kind of out the window. You know? Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. So what, what were you guys' dang? You said like 12 or some shit? I said 4.7. Yeah. I'm going to go with like a solid. I'm going to say 10, just 10 flat. So I, I was probably, I guess, closest. It's 5.8. Okay. Not, I, I said five. I kind of thought it was going to be real low. I was going for like a four loco kind of malt, malt liquor kind of. Yeah, to me, it's more like a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade type deal. Interesting. I mean, bleak, but interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not bad. I don't know if it's something I'd buy, but... Worth worth a try? Uh, yeah, it's it's almost like a, a lemonade-esque type. You know, it's fucking margarita in a glass. Nice. Nice. Mr. Harrison, you're my top right, so what do you got there, boy? 
Oh. I, I, just, I just drank the rest of it, oh. but uh, uh, it was uh, a new Pilsner that we're about to put out. Um, Who's we? Just in case anyone's unfamiliar. Uh, oh, uh, Sloop. Sloop Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, a new uh, Pilsner that we're going to put out called Classic American Pils. And it's um, kind of inspired by the like macro lager uh, sort of vibe. Um, right. So it's, you know, like it's a, it's a Pilsner with a six row and flaked corn. Uh, and it's super, super clean. And it's got like this nice uh, dry finish to it. And it's my new favorite Pilsner that we make. Nice. <laughs> I actually, I filled a growler out of the bright tank because <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I really? wanted to bring it up. Yeah, this isn't packaged yet. <laughs> wow. Was it, car- well, you know, was it carved up or what, like? Yeah, it was carved. I just okay. used the uh, the pigtail, you know. Nice. And just filled a growl with. Um, crushes you yet. So Harrison. What's up? Oh, he, he already did what? it. <laughs> what? He already did the thing. What yeah. did I do? Explain what you were drinking. Oh, oh, Dan, Uncle Dan, you weren't here for that. Yeah, you were gone. I was listening. I, I was in the kitchen. I was getting stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But I, I also know, told you before the podcast. I was, I was going to ask. I was, well, I thought I cut uh, Dan off. That's why I was like, oh. No, 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 no. Um, so you said it's your new favorite Pilsner that you guys yeah. have been producing. Hiroshima. So let me ask you, is it, is it your favorite because it's new? Or is it truly your favorite because you think it is above and beyond the other Pilsners you guys have produced so far? I think that this has uh, a really nice. It is a it is a really excellent question, and you know what? I will say there is some bias to it because it is like a new recipe, and I'm excited for it. You know, kind of succumbing to the hype about it, if you will. Um, but uh, this is like incredibly balanced it's got like a really nice malt profile really delicate malt profile to it um when i taste it when it was uncarbonated it kind of had like a almost like a cheerios taste to it and i really fucking loved that Mm. um but now that it's carbonated that's kind of you know effervesced out of it a little bit more it's getting more aromatic and less kind of like malty on the on the palate um, but it's still there, and it's great. Nice. Uh, but it finishes really, really dry and really, really clean. Um, there's a, you know, there's, a, I, I feel like I've mentioned DMS uh, as an off flavor before mm-hmm. on the podcast, and I'll yeah. just, you know, reiterate it's um, dimethyl sulfite, and I, <laughs> it <laughs> kind of presents itself as like a canned vegetable uh, flavor, you know? Right. Um, but the only style where like a little bit of that presence is acceptable is Pilsner. Um, uh, so not an IPA, not an IPA, definitely not an IPA. Um, but, uh, this utilizes flaked corn, which kind of can, uh, emulate that DMSE, like not that, like kind of like slight canned vegetable, uh, profile which can be really nice. Um, so that, that like that little bit of vegetal quality to this beer uh, doesn't come from DMS necessarily. It's more of like a result of the flaked corn. From the corn. So DMS brings, of the corn. 
that brings up something interesting. When I was drinking a Subversive's local lager, and I best described it as a broccoli cheddar soup. Yeah. Really what it tastes like. It makes me wonder if it's because it had DMS in it or if that's the flavor profile they're going going for with their malt style. I, it's hard to say. I haven't had the beer. Um, but like, just based on what you, what you're saying, like broccoli cheddar, like the broccoli could definitely be. I mean, it's um, definitely, definitely more broccoli than cheddar, but it, it, the broccoli taste was like that of the broccoli you would have in a broccoli cheddar soup. Okay. Uh, so like, like, um, yeah, totally. But the cheddar thing could also diacetyl? be diacetyl, you know? Yeah. Which kind of, we've mentioned before, it, it can be like kind of like a buttered popcorn right. kind of vibe. Um, I feel like, not to go off topic, actually, yeah, to go off topic, fuck it, it's my turn. Yeah. One time I had a beer that I swear to God tasted exactly like the buttered popcorn jelly belly beans, you know? I think you had mentioned that. That kind of sounds awesome. Was that on the podcast? That might have been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was. And um, that's gross because I always hated the buttered popcorn jelly belly. Oh, no, those yeah, are delicious. Yeah, it's fucking gross. It's gnarly, dude. Josh, you're a psychopath. But remember, dude. though, I do – I like that <laughs> diacetyl, though. Remember that one um, – what's that That brewery from New Jersey? Uh, they're pretty – Brick City? Nope. Uh, they're pretty, like, well-known, but we can get them sometimes here. Uh, Parton? Oh, fuck. No. Magnify. Magnify. Cane. Thank you. Magnify. They had we had one of their beers on tap at Beer World, the up up and away, and it had that like kind of buttery aftertaste to it. And then we were we were talking about it, and you were like, "Oh, that's diacetyl," and I was like, "Oh, really? Tell me more." Oh, I feel like I remember that, like yeah. when you're when you're back when you were working at Beer World, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's a bummer because I've had that beer, and I remember it being pretty good when I had it. Did you get any of that that diacetyl off flavor? I mean, it was like. It's hard to say. Three, I know it's like three years ago when I had it, but yeah. I don't really remember. I just remember enjoying it. Three years and how many beers, you know? Like, uh, I, right. Yeah. Like, who fucking remembers? <laughs> I just remember enjoying it. I remember it being a Sand City collab. Right. Sand City makes good stuff too. Mm. That was like the very first like collab that I got to, you know, go to when I was working, like starting to work at Sloop was our collab down at Sand City. Um, and that was like a really fucking, those guys are so much fucking fun, dude. And uh, <laughs> they went out, like we went out and got like tacos like down the street from their brewery. And it was like, while the fucking wort was boiling, I was blown away. <laughs> I was like, you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> it's all good. We got like an hour. Yeah, exactly. But you still gotta I'm watch it like... though. You gotta make sure that shit doesn't <laughs> boil like... over. Exactly. I was like, are you guys yeah, I don't know, dude. It was wild. But it was fun. I met a like a parakeet. It's pretty cool. <laughs> was his name Petey? <laughs> Did he have a head? I can't remember the name. Sorry, I'm bad with names. Pretty bird. Did he have a head pretty though? <laughs> um man. You can just call him a tweeter. That works. Oh, yeah. It, never mind. I feel like we're Mr. Byron like got miles it. away from me explaining what beer I was drinking. 
That's, Sorry, that's, that's, have you ever seen a podcast before? Because that's what we do. I know, but I'm, just, you know, I gotta, I gotta rope it back in somehow. I mean, I, I guess, but I. Did. So you had Explained a your, you had a beer good. that had diacetyl and it tasted like the buttered popcorn jelly bellies, right? But you can't remember what it was. No, I can't remember what it was. And then you were all like, "Oh, that sounds gross," and I was like, "That sounds good." Mm. Classic, classic, classic. Josh and Harrison, uh, you know, encounter. banter. <laughs> oh Shred it, bros. Shred it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So what's uh, Uncle Dan drinking? Uncle Dan's got a little something something from ye old banging beer boys. And I'll uh, make it look pretty for you guys again. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> KKK beer. Yeah. What the so, fuck? Not really, though. Yeah, dude. No, yeah, it, but kind of. It, no, it, 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 it is. <laughs> no, but it, it, really, it really does. That's, that's what they were intending. Well, yeah, like. that's what they were trying to do. But see what it's called? Yeah, it's called. Okay, I, okay. Yeah, it's not like no, in favor of the KKK. No, yeah, totally. Just, like, that would be absurd. But like, <laughs> it is it is a bold move. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought they were going to have the explanation. Oh, here we go. So for those who are listening, uh, and well, obviously you can't see this. We, we can see it because we're in video chat. But um, the all these bottles came wrapped in white paper. That was like completely white with two eye holes poked out, so it looked like a clan mask. And it in just in big black bold letters it says Yellow Belly. Now this also has an additional stamp on it that says Ceased and Desisted Final Batch. So apparently they got in some trouble uh, doing this. I'm but sure. Let me let me read the explanation as to why they uh, marketed the beer the way they did. So here's what they have on it. Yellow belly. A person who is without courage, fortitude, or nerve. A coward. To us, one of the most cowardly deeds is to act anonymously. anonymously fuck. Hiding behind a group. A signifying trait of institutionalized racism. This beer is brewed to celebrate all things new, open-minded, and progressive. A peanut butter biscuit stout with no biscuits, butter, or nuts. Taste, enjoy, and don't be prejudiced. Lovely. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I haven't tasted it yet. Uncle Dan, you should save um, that. Uh, you should save that paper, by the way. Yeah, for my next clan rally, right? No, just save it because it's pretty fucking cool, man. Like, it is. I agree. Yeah, that's so the last we're making that year. So, well, well, that's Omnipolo, well. right? Yeah. Is uh, it Omnipolo? So it's 50 yeah. 50. It's either complete dog yeah, shit it, it, or it's it, actually really good. Well, it's a collab. It's Buxton Brewery and Omnipolo. Or does it not matter? Because Omnipolo has to use other breweries to make their shit, right? Because they're a gypsy traveling son of a bitch brewery. This motherfucker. So they are nomadic. Explain. They are nomadic brewers. Yes, Uncle Dan. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Oh yeah, gypsies like yeah, a yeah. Although Tyson Fury, heavyweight <laughs> fucking boxing champion, refers yeah, his nickname is the Gypsy King. Yeah, so well that that's because but he he's is a gypsy. He's actually yeah, so he's allowed. He he's the G word. I'm not gonna say the G word. I'm I'm, I'm by not say the G word. I mean I'm not gonna say G word in reference to gypsy. 
but he <laughs> because he is a gypsy he can probably own it you know like well yeah i think we know the reference that you might potentially make <laughs> well yeah it, it, it's why we we can't drop n-bombs but yeah exactly those african descent can because they're owning it right what the fuck is going on here i'm gonna rock a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I'm just fucking saying, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, going back to this beer, um, I didn't really have high expectations, and it's actually pretty damn fucking good. Yeah. It's got a really good mouthfeel on it. It's um, I was expecting like carbonated, watery. It's actually a little viscous. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's got a very subtle peanut peanut butter flavor to it right um, which is really good because i'm not a huge fan of peanut butter and stouts i'm not actually i'm just not a fan of peanut butter in beer in general but it tastes like real peanut butter it's very subtle it's not like gunner's daughter it's not sweet baby jesus it's not nothing like that okay um and it's 11 percent. it's pretty good man damn it I, why uh, did you say that say I wa- what i wanted to guess guess what the abv oh Sorry. Mm. Whoopsies. That's all right. Oh, we also haven't been rating these beers. Are we going to do that after all of our first round is done? Sure. Yeah, because you get more sip thin. You can think about it. But like I said, though, this is... Really eight yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Not supposed to. That's Wait, not silly. Well, I mean... I guess I don't know. I don't. I feel like I feel like those people aren't really like super persecuted or something like unless I there's something that I don't know going on with them. I think they kind of just I, do their thing. I think they were a little bit with the Jews back in like Nazi Germany. I think it was more of a European thing. <laughs> what are you guys talking <laughs> about? No. Yeah, Harrison comes back during the best them, time. Them nomadic yeah. folk, like. Why is why is that G word like a bad thing? Like what? Like why now? Why suddenly now? Yeah. Uh, yeah it was like a year ago. I mean, I don't know if it was like good. I think that, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to explain. It's like people are like now, like people are like learning that like things that they used to think were okay aren't okay like haven't been okay the whole time you know it's not like they used to be okay and now they're not it's like people are learning that it's been not cool this entire time well, it's it's the whole midget it's just, paradigm. like it's that like we don't see midget or dwarf we say little person i yeah i don't know what it is anymore to be honest i think it's little person I, I get what you're saying. I, I I get what you're saying though, Harrison. I mean, so like, it's like literally, Beer World had a a fucking display, a sign. I don't know if it was when you were working there, Josh, but I know it was still fairly recent. Um, towards the back, and it literally said Gypsy Breweries on it, like for well, all that 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 kind of brewery. I'm pretty sure like one of them. It might have been Omnipolo or uh, Two All or something like that actually referred to themselves on one of their cans as a gypsy brewer. Mm. So, I don't well, know. I, I didn't 
I didn't get the memo, so yeah, a little confusing here at first. But I'll I'll, I'll note it in the memory bank. Don't use the G word. <laughs> Don't use the <laughs> G word. I was I was honestly surprised that we were still on this topic when I got back. You know, I even went and got another beer. Like, <laughs> well, we still haven't even gotten to what beer I'm drinking. <laughs> Just to, I know we've already covered everything. So we've already um, figured out that I am a super racer with my Ku Klux Klan beer and dropping G bombs all day. That's right. All right, guys. So to move along from this, I am drinking Metric from Industrial Arts Brewing Co. at a Garnerville and Woo-woo. Beacon now. Beacon. But yeah. you guys don't actually brew in Beacon right now, right? Nope. All right. Yeah. So. And that is now even further away from happening with this fucking virus yeah, bullshit. Yeah, obviously. But yeah, metric is the Pilsner, which out of the the rent not the non wrench series has been my favorite. I like the tools of the trade, and I like the uh, the spring landscape. But this metric is actually really, really, really good. Yeah, that's what uh, Michelle from Equilibrium was drinking the other night when she did her, uh, you know, fuck COVID drink craft share thing nice i was like oh michelle thanks oh michelle my bad i know that I is michelle nods and beer yeah dude was there like i i feel like i saw something like and it was up for like an hour or so on worst beer blog that had to do with like noms and beer calling out beer checker yep what the fuck happened? Like, it, and then it got taken down from Worst Beer Blog. So, Shucker? yeah, oh. whoever that beer trucker person is stole her exact idea for the uh, virtual beer share. And not only did they steal the exact same format and name, they also had their online share at the same exact time. Uh, so, totally stole her idea. Was it the first time or the second or third time? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been following them, but Michelle called them out this past week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's been going on because she said that she had been kind of keeping on the down low and didn't want to like blow up anyone's spot, but she's like, okay, it's getting ridiculous. I got to address it. Yeah. See, that's funny because I actually like watched like a, like 10 minutes or so of Beer Trekker interviewing um, the guys from DeGuard. I I fucking love DeGuard. So, and like it was on DeGuard's live stream on Instagram because I don't I don't follow the beer tracker. Um because I didn't know who it was until this whole thing happened. Yeah, me either. Um, so yeah, I mean like I like I saw that and then the thing on Worst Beer Blog and I was like, holy shit, like this is turning into something intense. So like yeah. do you really think they did it on purpose or they were just being that big of fucking assholes to uh uh i could be wrong but i it seems like they totally ripped off everything michelle was doing damn down to the fucking label she made that sucks yeah it's one thing to kind of like take the idea and try to like spread it in your own way or whatever but then like if you're gonna take the label and you're gonna do it at the exact same time then that's like obvious plagiarism you know Yeah. yeah in this sense yeah. And Michelle, you guys know she's a pretty laid back person. So I, I feel like if there was any chance that it was a mistake, she would investigate it first and give them the benefit of the doubt. And she wouldn't be quick to point fingers unless it was warranted. 
Right on. For sure. Bummer, man. It's too much controversy in this fucking industry. I know. Just, like, I wish people just make beer and shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> so much good. Like, why, why, why do people got to sell it with bullshit? Say people, that again. People are people. No, I, I just said that there, there's so much good in the beer scene. Why why would you sell it with bullshit? Exactly. You know, it's just like this isn't this is like this the whole point of like, you know, the craft beer scene was to like, you know, let individual breweries shine. Uh, you know, like independent breweries rather than individual. Um and, and it's just like like I just wish that people would just, you know, focus on the beer rather than, you know, the marketing and the fucking drama yeah, <laughs> likes and retweets and reshares yeah. and all that it doesn't fucking matter listen like i said yeah. though it's like people are people so it's just like how you have people who are intelligent you have people who are not intelligent people who are like hey look at me look at everything blah 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 and people who are just like i don't really get i don't really care i'm just here to do my thing and you know some people are jealous of other people so they're gonna like rip them down some people like are up on high and they'll be like hey like i want to help you out because i have this priv- like privileged position i guess so i'll be like here let me help you and there's just all sorts of people so you're going to find that in almost any industry you know there's going to be good companies bad companies like shitty you're people, in good like people. yeah and everything and to add to that like i would say i find mostly it's, it's like um people and it's not all people, but um, it's definitely a fair amount. I would say a solid 65 to 75% of people who get into things like this um, get very jealous and very angry when they see other people being successful. And even if they're successful, if they feel like they're not being as successful or they feel the success of another brewery, let's say, is unwarranted, they get real butthurt about it. Yeah. And so instead of just focusing on their own craft, they get real shitty, man. Real shitty. I see it all the time in reptile world. Um, I'm sure uh, the three of you have seen it in the beer world Absolutely. quite a bit. I mean, I've heard some things as well, but you know, I know Dan and Harrison, you're way more um, tenured into it than, than I am. And Joshua as well. So yeah, I know people, dude. A lot of people just want to watch the world burn, so long as their world isn't burning. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> but, but I think it's a lot of it is just like from not, just not knowing certain things. Like, because I've heard certain people from certain breweries bash other breweries and be like, oh, blah blah blah. blah them like they're our competition, and I'm like, okay, one, why are they your competition? Like, who gives a shit? If you're both doing good, you're both doing good. Why can't you be friends? Two, I think it's because a lot of like, because they don't know each other. You just see this other brewery doing better than you and you talk shit about those other people. But like, you don't even actually fucking know those other people. Like, you've never actually sat down and hung out with those people. Like, if you got together with those people, you'd be like, oh, they're actually really cool dudes. And then you would probably change your whole fucking mentality about the whole situation. And then you would be like, oh, I'm glad to see those guys doing good. You know? It's definitely, it's definitely possible. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know of any other industry in the world that's as community focused and collaborative as beer. Like most other companies are at each other's throats trying to 
you know, compete and put one another out of business. They don't share ideas. They don't share, yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, in joint efforts on things. They, you know, they're, they're cutthroat and beards, not, not like that. It's not supposed to be like that. It's, there's room enough for everyone to do well. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of those companies are like the owners of those companies are people who just own it and have like never made a fucking beer in their life. And they just, you know, have money. So they're like, oh, I'm fucking important. Look at me. Fuck that brewery. I need to make money. I need to make more money than them. Or if it was like somebody who was, fuck you, Uncle Dan. If somebody who like actually worked their way up and, you know, scratch my ear, met people through the actual industry, it's a little less <laughs> like that. Fuck you, Josh. Fuck you. I was scratching my fucking ear with the thing, and you're just like, fuck you, Dan. Yeah, you need it. <laughs> You, you need to be Dude, taken I down wanna... a peg or two every once in a while. Well, you know what? I'm going to take you down a peg or two right now with what I got to say. Okay. Oh, fuck. It, it, was, it had everything to do with what you were just talking about. Now I fucking forgot. God damn it. Well, so, oh, oh, so here we go. Here we go. I, I don't know if you said it or if uh, Mr. Byer said it. But it's for me, though. It's, it's for everybody. I just wanted to say that to segue. Uh... <laughs> Somebody said there's so much room in the craft beer world to grow. Like, why why are, is all this beef here? Why is this that? Yada yada yada. Realistically, if we're if we're gonna we're gonna like look at this, the craft beer world has been exploding, and it's been exploding for really like the last decade or so now. More so even in the last like five six years. When when do you think we're gonna hit the cap? And do you really think there's as much room as there is? Never and I yes. As as much as it like pains me to say, and I, I, I hope that I'm wrong about this, but this is just kind of like what like I have like a feeling and kind of like I hear this and you know, just in passing conversations. But I feel like with what's been happening with uh, you know, the coronavirus and, and, you know, what's happening to small businesses as a result. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, small... Oh, uh-oh. ...are going to go under. And I feel like it's going to kind of hit the reset button, like, and bring us back, like, five years in terms of how many breweries are around. Well, that's a good... <laughs> you cut out just for a second there, Harrison, but I piece together what you said so i mean you essentially said that because of this whole thing going on a lot of small businesses are going to go under and it's going to kind of be like a you know an opening for more smaller breweries to open up the niche reopens yeah not i mean and it's you know i mean like it's sad it's you know it's it's unfortunate there's people whose lives are going to be like kind of drastically affected by this um you know, uh, like business owners and their employees. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the, the kind of like, you know, it's kind of, it's like, you know, life after the death life after death thing, you know, <laughs> life after death, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, it's going to open the door for a lot of new companies to open and start up and maybe... I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there's going to be some like wild innovation in craft beer in the next five years. Some new, uh, 
new style that's gonna blow up. Yeah, like Imperial Ciders. Who knows? <laughs> If anybody ever gets their shit together and fucking decides to do it. Yeah, if only... Oh, <laughs> I'm just joking, I'm just joking. No, I know. I, know. I, uh, I already told you before the podcast, I was like, yeah, so I'm about to invest in, like, 15-gallon fermenter. <laughs> I know, you're, like, going, like, you're scaling up big time, and I'm just shitting on you. I know, no, it's fine. I, I need I need that shit rain to keep me humble sometimes, but, like... The, the one one thing, uh, and we'll get back to that other topic in, in, a, in a second here. Um, I am, you know, I got a lot of things happening. I got a lot of extra money that should be flowing in, uh, trick, trickling in over the course of this year. But, you know, that extra like ten fifteen thousand dollars um, $15,000. And I'm just getting debt settled and things like that. Yeah, you like that flex? <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting debt settled and everything. And I'm probably going to take out a, um, a home equity loan or just a loan in general to you know get the foundation of my house dug up so i can get this basement dry properly dry it's gonna be expensive um, it's 20 grand <laughs> just a, so a uh, measly 20 grand never, it's a fucking car loan dude hey, not a big your, deal that's your extra I'll be, dude i'll breed green anacondas again and it'll be paid off no big deal <laughs> so um Allegedly. That, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Once the basement's dry, I'm going to be hooking up uh, one of those rooms that was going to be the gator enclosure. Uh, I'm going to be using that as like my actual laboratory for doing all the fermentation and everything and actually have like a dedicated part of my house to scale up in a big way and have it not impact anything. You know, you know how like in the dining room, I have the glass carboys and my fucking yeah. press all my supplies and bottles and shit. And it's just like, I don't think about it, but Kim fucking hates it. And in a way, I guess I hate it too. It's very disorganized, but such is life, man. The passion grabs you by the balls. Anyway. Sure, it does. Oh. Anyway, so that was my big fuck you to Harrison. Um, <laughs> but going back to what you're saying, Harrison, you had a good point, is that... Uh, this pandemic situation really is like an extinction level event. And uh, there probably is going to be a lot of smaller breweries that go under that not, not that they necessarily can't adapt, but they don't even have the following to stay afloat. Even with exactly. your degree. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know, like not everybody can succeed, you know, with the beer delivery, um, you know, um, format, you know, yeah. or even, even the, the shipping uh, idea, you know, it's like, some people just don't have a huge following. Some are just like a local small yeah. batch. Probably craftery. just opened. Exactly. Imagine just like, like just opening right before this whole thing fucking happened and being like, fuck. Well, that's, what I, that's what I feel about like subversive. I was just talking about them, man. They're fucking right. They're essentially down the fucking road from me. I really enjoy their IPAs. And I would honestly be fucking mad because that the, the one guy's your boy. I mean, I, they're both good friends, you know. Shout out yeah. to, to your boys. Yeah, Zane and Max. Shout Zane out and Max. Guys. But like, it would suck. It would suck because though they're new new guys on the block, even though they have experience and they've been working in the industry for a while, that brewery is a new kid on the block, man. Yeah. Straight straight nineties fucking wannabe pop, you know. <laughs> but uh, oh, oh. you know, and it, it's like I I think about when you mentioned that. Uh, 
they're the first brewery that pops into my head because they're local to me. Yeah. And it would suck because all I mean, I have crossroads near me. I've got Rip Van Winkle right across the river. But like crossroads are all right. I don't mind them. Their their Catskill location's really fucking nice, especially when the weather's nice. Um, but I don't know, it's cool to have like new beer on the block yeah. and like they're making different things and what like crossroads kind of makes like the generic like here's our here's our ipa here's our, our pilsner here's our, sour, here's our stout here's our porter here's our you know regular lager here's our extra pale ale and there's nothing wrong with that it's just looking for a different little, little change yeah that's all but if we were to put the pandemic aside how saturated really do you think the craft beer market is because I imagine, like, if you open a brewery and your beers are decent, and I mean, like, you're, you're average, like, right on the dot, so long as you, you're in a decent area, I feel like you kind of can't go under, even at this point. Like, you're going to get a local following. You're going to get the people who are always coming in. Um, I'm, su- Dude, I'm surprised by, like, some of these breweries. Like, I'll, I'll use uh, Hudson Brewing uh, across the river from me. Dude, like... Again, they kind of remind me of a, a bit of a stepped-up crossroads, I guess, if you want to go by how I feel about the beer. But, like, it's nothing crazy. You know, it's not getting shipped across the country to people in California who want to have, like, their beers. But it's a, it's a place to go hang. And, dude, this place isn't big enough for the amount of people that go there anymore. It's fucking, like, Friday and Saturday nights, even in winter, Shit, they got like 150 fucking people there. Jesus. Dude, and it's, it's, I don't think you can even safely have 150 people in that bar. Yeah, I've been there. It's, dude, yeah, <laughs> they, they do ridiculous business. And I am surprised, and I don't mean that in a shitty way, but I mean, I'm surprised. I'm very happy that they're doing well. Um, but like, holy fuck. They do a ton of business. It's wild, dude. Wild. They should, they should take over the uh, the ore gallery space. Well, ore gallery just just closed down. Ore gallery. They're I'm trying to get a new, they're trying to get into a new location that's bigger and closer into like like Warren Street in Hudson. Yeah, it, it's probably the ore gallery. It's ore gallery is a great be. spot. Yeah, I mean they have such a guaranteed turnout every weekend. Like, yeah. dude. Good for them. That's awesome. No, they're doing really well. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, hey, man, just make decent beer. Make beer that doesn't suck and be <laughs> in a deep location, and they will come. And I don't think you can go under. You might well, I'm probably sure never be That's fit, easier said than done. Sure, it's investment. It's experience. But I'm just saying, like, make beer that doesn't suck, dude. It doesn't have to be bottle logic. It doesn't have to I be mean, the fucking top of the fucking food chain. I mean, just make me suck. Yeah, because there's so many people in the country who don't drink craft beer. You know, they still drink macro. Exactly. As unfortunate as that is, that's a hugely untapped market for the people that don't want anything to do with these fucking haze boys. The people (laughs) that don't want, like, you know, fucking, I don't know, cheesecake in their fucking stout. You know, what's wrong with you? I'm going to write that idea down for later. Though. Listen, if you like cheesecake, <laughs> then what's what's the problem with having cheesecake in your stout? 
No, that's not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there are people who don't want right. anything to do with that. But there's, myself and, included. Well, listen, do you remember when you were a kid though, and you were like, your parents were like, hey, eat this food, and you're like, I don't like that. Yo, are you fucking oh, kidding me, shit. Dan? Oh, Dan, shit. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's amazing. Are you already right drinking here? that? Oh my god, yeah. dude, are we connected? We are. So anyway, I'm trying to wrangle this shit back. Let's rate our beers and move on to round two. I'm sorry. You piece of fucking human garbage. That that kind of a tangent. That was a good tangent. That was a beer. It it was. The most we've talked about. We'll we'll get back to it. I just want to move our beer drinking along as well at at the same rate. Definitely. I'm almost done with my second beer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, me too. <laughs> How is that cheesecake stout, by the way? What is that like? I've never uh, had a cheesecake stout. Well, can I can I rate the margarita shit first? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of five. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do our ratings and then I'll talk about the cheesecake beer. Okay. Um. So, on the to five scale, I'm gonna give this a two. Um. It honestly. I feel like shit now because I started drinking a stout right after drinking this. This is something that you would have to stick with this or something like it. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's probably one of those liquor before beer type scenarios that I'm going to find myself in in a couple hours. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. And I, I, I guess if you're going to just drink it all night and nothing else, it'd probably be good. But it's definitely sugary. Um, definitely leaves like that, you know, weird taste in your mouth. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna do this, you might as well just go balls out and do real margaritas. Uh, so yeah, not not impressed. I give it a two out of five. Okay, all right, Harrison. I respect that. Don't be afraid to go low. Harrison, how would you rate (laughs) your new beer? I mean, like, which one are you talking The classic American or the one I'm drinking now? Uh, uh, your, your round one beer. My round one beer? I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, but, I mean, I have, you know, obviously <laughs> a huge bias here. So this rating <laughs> well, no. this rating is, like, generally, you know, um, 17. You know, just doesn't mean anything. So, um, I don't know. I'm gonna go with like a like a four four out of five, you know. Respectable. It's a clean it's a clean pilsner, man. And it's, it's a very humble core. Very humble. It tastes good. The beer that I'm, I should I go on to round two already, or should we all well, just do round one? No, 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 technically, we really only need one. to rate the banging beers beers. We don't have to rate the oh, other beers. Well, who doesn't have banging beers? Fair. All right, all right. Well, no, we're bringing so, our theme. We're gonna rate all of our beers tonight. All right. Yeah, Josh. Oh, wow. So, shit. So the the yellow belly. Um, I definitely enjoy it. I'm going to say this because uh, I think um, some people would think it's a bad thing. A two and a half out of five would be average because that's halfway between zero and five. So an average tasting beer would be two and a half. That in mind, I would give this a solid three point seven five. Oh. All day. It's pretty good. It's a good it's score. Good. Huh. And, and it's a stout, which is in my playing field. 
and I have had some of the most kingly stouts made on the planet. You've had some fives. It's safe to say. I have definitely had myself some fives. Um, it's really good. It's really good. I, I don't, something's keeping me from giving it a four. And I'm not really sure what that is. It's really enjoyable. You know what? Fuck, I'm giving it a four. It's good. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't do yeah, that. That's not, that's not fair. I mean, you can do whatever he wants. Because, yeah, the thing is, like, if somebody handed me this, like, yo, dude, here's a yellow book, like, fuck yeah, dude. All right. Yummy. It's 11%. Little bit of peanut flavor in there. Viscous. Not over, It's not really carbonated at all. It's very, very light. Yeah, we all know how much I hate peanut butter, and I think that beer is pretty good. See? That's what I'm saying. Because it's not, it's it's very subtle in the peanut flavor. Yeah. I got mad respect for hating that peanut butter. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I. It's not for me. I don't want it in my beard, but I love peanut butter. I'm about to just bust out a bar, fucking jar of peanut butter and start eating it right now. Well, Joshua, we don't have to smell it or taste it. What What's your rank here, Joshua? Well, for I'm my beer, for the metric, yeah. I give it an, a, a 3.25. Okay. Because it's Would not you like... Would you elaborate or just 3.25? What? Would you care to elaborate or just a 3.25? Um... All right, so for the style, which is not really my style, which is like a simple Pilsner, um, it was really enjoyable, and I didn't, I didn't hate drinking it. I actually enjoyed drinking it. So I feel like, although it wasn't something that I would really go for on the norm, for me to actually enjoy it warrants like, like a full kind of not a full point, but a little bit over average, you know, not too much, not too little. But yeah. Okay. I liked it. Alrighty. So we moving on to round two. Round two. I'm still working on uh round one here, but. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe when we, uh, when we get around and get to you, you'll, you'll be done with that one. So. Oh, probably will be. I was we'll drinking two hours before we start the podcast too. <laughs> Nice. All right. So I have another banging beers, uh, beer that they sent us. This is uh, Blue Line Goons from Imprint Brewing. And this is a dark chocolate espresso cheesecake imperial stout. That sounds awesome. It does sound fucking so good. It, it's pretty good. It's not blowing me away. Ah. Ooh, How does the cheesecake come does through? Does the cheesecake come through? Um, I mean, come on. Honestly, not really. I get the espresso and I get the chocolate, but the cheesecake is barely present. Um, it is kind of thick, but oh, thick is good. The the espresso and chocolate are the the main main flavors here. Do you think they just um? Do you think they just put lactose in it and then called it cheesecake? Just you know, for marketing sake. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting on it. Okay. It, it is very sweet. Someone was like, "Yo, it tastes like cheesecake a little bit," and they're like, "Oh, all right, cool, bro." Marketing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's just one of those like random tasting notes someone pulled out of their app. They threw it on the. There's label. no like graham cracker, or, or like crust, or anything kind of in it. Like no biscuity. Uh, I'm not really getting that. It's, mm. 
Like I Is said, espresso sugar is what I'm getting on it. It doesn't have it like it doesn't say like. St- uh, uh, never mind. I was gonna ask if it like said like you know stout brewed with so and so and so and so, but I guess the name of it kind of oh says it. Yeah, I have the um the untapped description. I had to pull that up because it doesn't say ABV on the can. Um, what? Really? Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. It's not New York. Yeah. Don't, don't if, have if, to do it in New York either, though. Well, if you're not distributing outside the state, you don't need to print ABV on the can. I. Oh, yeah. man. I have, also, I have huge, true. huge ethical disagreements with that. As, Me too. You know, as law, I 100% but. do. I 100% hate that shit. I am with you, Harrison. But 100%. I feel like if you're distributing distributing outside of new york you or your state or whatever like you still don't have to actually put your abv on there i feel like i know I, man i'm in like production bro i don't do that stuff that that's that's dangerous and it's misleading possibly and it's disingenuous and i don't like it well i mean you should be listing your abv no if anything it's not disingenuous because if you put an ABV on your can and it's not what that is, that's more disingenuous than it is to just not even say what it is. I'm think about it as like I'm a drinker and I'm not me. I'm not I hey, polish off a thirty rack to my face. I'm talking like I'm somebody who, when they're partying hard, they drink a six pack, and if they pick up this beer has no ABV on it. And it's a six pack of it, and it's like fucking nine, ten percent alcohol, and they have no idea, and they fucking get alcohol poisoning, and well, they don't do yeah. anything, but like it ruins their whole fucking day, and then they don't want to ever go back to that beer, or they, they're they're done with beer for months, or maybe even forever. Absolutely. And as someone who has had alcohol poisoning, like, it's not fun. It's very much not fun. It fucking yeah. sucks. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, but if you have a nine, ten percenter. Yeah, you probably have a, a good obligation to actually put your ABV on there. But if you have something regular, just like a simple IPA or anything, it's like people kind of get it. And we're like, oh, this is just a regular-ass beer. Like, I don't really... What's but the how fucking... many regular-ass beers are there anymore? I know there's a ton, a but... <laughs> but... Dude, okay, here's another point, if I may. You may. How... How often do we compliment beers on how well they hide their ABV just based in like what they taste? We do, but average fucking but, Joe six pack going out and being like, "Oh, I'm just gonna buy this." Like, I don't think so, man. Because like I, you know, like having been to like you know, fucking like like dorm parties, yes. you know, people are like, "Yo, this shit!" Like you can barely taste the alcohol yeah. in this shit. When presented when with like, the actual like question of like hey man how much how much abv do you think that is and they're like i don't know and you tell them what it is and they're like oh shit but i i feel like the average person doesn't think about it too much you know if, is, if you brought it up to them they'd be like oh wow that's impressive but they probably didn't but think that's about a detriment it. to their own health man yeah it is i got it back to h-bomb on this one man like <laughs> like yeah you like that rick and morty reference too um but, like, I got to back it up, man. Like, people eh, – eh, Josh, you have a good point. You do have a good point, but, like – Also, I agree talk- with you guys, by the way. I'm just yeah. – I'm doing my thing. Playing devil's sure. advocate. Always right. being Joshua. Well, but, like, for the sake of rhetoric, it's great. Sit around, sit around beer world 
drinking with Tor. And we're, you know, we're, we're randos are coming over like, oh, let me try this. And they try a fucking like one twenty minute dogfish head. And it's like, oh, that's pretty good. It, it feels a little heavy. And it's like, yeah, it's 18% alcohol. And like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like. That one doesn't hide it too well, though. Yeah, that's why it's, what, 10 bucks a bottle or whatever the fuck it is? 12. Yeah. If I you're mean, lucky. I mean, it, it's got a boozy feel, but if if you said, hey, does this taste like it's 18% alcohol? Does it taste like you're drinking a liqueur? I wouldn't think so. But my palate's probably a little shot for that. But Right. Still, still things that are, dude. Uh, the banging beers guys under one podcast. I think the last one they had on, they had a beer, um, that was labeled as a regular IPA and it was fucking 10%. They didn't label it as an Imperial. They didn't label it as a triple. It's like, Hey, it's an IPA, but it's 10%. Suck our dick. <laughs> and it's like, dude, honestly, I mean, that's fine. Cause they had the ABV on there, but don't fucking do that, dude. You know what you're, if you're brewing beer and you're making a 10% IPA, I kind of feel like you're being a dick if you're just going to call it. Yeah, it's just an IPA. Let me, just, let me just finish this debate with the point that alcohol is technically a poison and people should have the right to know how much poison they're willingly ingesting. Agreed. Damn. Fair, Damn. fair point. Oh, man. I, I got to use that one time. Some people came in being like to the beer store back when I worked there and they were like, hey, I'm lo- we're looking for organic beer. And I was just like, uh, I mean, we don't really have a lot. And they were giving me this like whole spiel, be like, well, you know, really like you want to know what kind of beer you're drinking. Like they put all these poisons in beer and stuff like that. And I was like, well, technically alcohol is a poison. And the husband was like, it's a good point. And the like <laughs> the woman that was really just kind of like trying to nail it home was just, like, she didn't really have anything to say. And I was like, yeah. So anyways, this is all we got. Uh, sorry. And like what brewery is putting poison in their beer? Like, Dude, I want to meet those guys. Pesticides and all the grains, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let's go back to let's let's continue with round two. All right. So you guys want to uh, guess the ABV on this one? We really haven't been doing that much, it's, I guess. But it's imperial, right? Ten point seven. Uh, yeah, I'll go with a solid eleven five. Does uh, Daniel want to guess? I don't know if he's pissing or what. He's fucking dead. I think he's dropping a pissed. He had a coronary. Whatever. He just he's gone. Fuck okay, I'm just gonna say it's uh nine point eight. Wow. Oh word. Okay. Modest. I appreciate I, I respect yes. that. Respectable. And uh and and since uh so we don't go off on a if we do go off on a big tangent and I don't have to wrap it back around, I'll just give my rating right now. Sure. Um I'm gonna give it a three point two five. It's uh right. it's better than average, but it's not something I would speak out. Yeah, if someone hands me, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll drink it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty sugary, which, I mean, I don't generally mind, but there's also not really a whole lot of balance on it. Like, it's not too roasty. It's not too malty. It's just just sweet. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's decent. Um, I can't wait for Dan to drink that horse swaggler, because I think he probably got the better of the deal on this one. Oh, you mean this? Oh, yeah. The baked oh, yeah. apple pie. It's going to taste like shit. Well, I just poured it. Uh, it doesn't... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, so real quick, round two for me while you're doing your thing. I got, got a, a red... Finger... 
I got wrench from industrial arts because I'm doing an all industrial fucking the, the beer that pays the bills. Jam jam jam. Hell this yeah. was the IPA that made me realize I liked IPAs. And uh I gotta say Oh what? The ABV is ABV different. Said, it yep, did. It I looked 7. at it. 1. It went up by point three. Yeah, it used to be six point eight. Yep. For sure. Uh just fucking solid, man. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, got to do something to compete with Juice Bomb, right? I'm just joking. I fuck, I got mad love for Wrench. <laughs> Yo, I, that was, my, I think, my first time having Wrench uh, the other day when you first brought those beers over. And yeah. it was, dude, it was fucking great. I enjoyed it. Hi. It's a, it's a very beloved beer to a lot of people. And yeah. It's our biggest seller. Like I said, it's the IPA that made me realize that I liked IPAs. Um, dude, it's just, there's nothing wrong with this. It's not my favorite, but again, it's not like, you know, I would drink this all fucking day. I gave it a 3.5. Solid. Yeah, it's not going to blow you away, but it's it's a good standby. Yeah. You like most like most breweries flagship beers aren't necessarily their best beers. Oh you know? right. Juice they're, they're the most accessible accessible beers. Exactly. They're like, you know, they're the beers that have like the largest cult following because they're you know, they're like not to be like like, you know, uh weirdly conceptual or anything, but they, they're kind of like a turning point in people's uh, craft beer uh, experience. I call them gateway IPAs. Yeah, but yeah, there but you go. Best Perfect. is subjective, though. It's just like, I mean, most people like the majority. If you're like, oh, like, what's your fucking favorite beer from Sloop? They're gonna be like, oh, Juice Bomb, but they haven't had some crazy ass shit, you know? Exactly. They've either they've probably had like Juice Bomb, Super Soft, and like maybe Confliction, you yeah. know, because those are like the beers that we pump out nonstop. Yeah, they didn't have Disco Blast Off. Yeah, or like, you know, my personal favorite is Green Islands in terms of IPAs. Dude, Green Islands is fucking solid. But like, on the industrial arts side, like, they haven't had Impact Wrench, which we'll get to that later. (laughs) I still haven't Uh, had Impact Wrench. I would love a hookup, uh, Mr. Buyer. uh, I got you next week, bro. Oh, everybody's frozen. I, I gave my uh, my weekly allotment to these knuckleheads here, so I still hear all of you and see all of you. Yeah, Harrison's I, oh. Yeah, Harrison is uh he's cut out for me. Dude, he's cut off. Bro. All right, sorry, I'm back. All right, right on. He is back. Oh, yep, a little bit. Huh? 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 Am I back? You guys are back for me. Nice. <laughs> all right, all right you're, there. Uncle, you're good. Uncle Dan, did you uh did you get the taste? Do you know what you're deal is yes okay yes i i have uh taken a sip um this i will say this is my my cherry being popped for a milk stout aged on apples um it's it's interesting um i don't hate it but i don't love it let me let me get a couple more swigs shout out to our boy rob you need to have at least three Yep, you got to do that, that three-drink taste. Uh, also, so, shout out thing, to our boy Ben for sending that to us, though. 
It is shout out to a board band, yep. Thanks, man. So here's the thing. They aged it on the the apple. They have total like apple pie spices in there. You can get a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg, and uh, almost a brown sugar feel in there. So you can taste everything that's in there, which is a big thumbs up for that because they have it as a description. You can taste it all. Cool. Um, something doesn't sit right for me, though. I think it's too sweet. Wow. I think it's too sweet. Because it's already a milk stout. Um, so you have no... I don't know. I, I almost feel like uh, it didn't need to be a milk stout. It could have uh, been a little more roasty if you're going to go with the apple pie feel. Um, a little more roast character, maybe a little more bitter because the apple and uh, the other spices and the brown sugar lend to a, a lot of sweetness. So I, 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 f- I feel like the lactose sugar was unnecessary. That's my professional. Oh, <laughs> so, professional. Uh, um, you have that opinion. What's that? So should we guess the ABVs on that one? Try to guess it. Is it yeah, you missed out? Uh, you missed mine. Yeah, it, is it say imperial or just milk stout? Just milk stout. Okay. Seven three. Seven tree, huh? Seven tree. Go. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, six five. Six five, huh? Mm, I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna go eight. Eight, huh? The winner is. Who do you, I mean, who do you honestly think won? Josh. Dan? Of course. He's a cheater. <laughs> no. Um, Josh did win. It's 7%. You know, that was going to be my initial guess, and I decided to change it after he said 7-3, because I want to be different. I mean, If this seven, was the price is right, I would have won. I'm just saying. You are correct. You are correct. But it's not the price is right. I know. But uh, it, it is Please, 7%. Just be a podcast, fool. <laughs> yeah. This is respect. It's a respectable alcohol by volume. <laughs> um, I still just don't know how I feel about the beer. It's really weird. I think it's just oh, too sweet for me. Too sweet. Crazy. I feel like you and I just gave almost the same review. Did you uh, put a star rating on it yet? He's not listening to you. Man, that's fucking so weird. That is really interesting. I would give it... Man, I'm going to give it... I'll give it a three. All right. I think it's above average. I think it's better than average. Um, Does it pass the test for Kim? Not a fan. It's got lactose, Kim. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> speaking of lactose, <laughs> does does lactose in beer to anyone else kind of make things a little bit more like sour or acidic in flavor and taste? 
be a little tangy. Yeah. Tang. I don't yeah, really. Tang. I don't really get a lot of sweetness. The only thing, the only beer that I like, nitro milk stout from Left Hand is like the one milk stout that doesn't really give me that kind of like sour, tangy kind of taste. That's our beer boy. That's our that's our boy blue. That's what I meant to say. I I know, but like most other milk stouts and shit, like when they come, they kind of come across more sour, tangy to me. I yeah. I understand what you're saying. I've definitely had milk stouts that had a a, a a tang or other things that had lactose with that tang. I will say, uh, Hitachino Nest from Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they make a sweet stout. Uh, which I'm pretty sure is a milk stout as well. And um, it's pretty good as well. It's just too expensive to drink regularly. Um, I've had that one too, but it was just, it was whatever. Yeah, it was poured on nitro though and readily accessible and not overly expensive. I'd be pretty happy with it. I don't know. I pretty much have like nixed all milk stouts except for left hand nitro milk stout. Yeah, no, dude, left hand. They figured out the magic recipe when it comes to milk stouts, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Dude, they went to Crush I, City. I, Listen, Dan, they went to Crush City. They were like, how much? And people were like, this much. And they were like, all right, cool. We'll buy it. And they own Crush City on milk stouts, I think. Yeah, because honestly, probably my favorite milk stout is fucking not hardwired, bittersweet. That's your Imperial Coffee Milk Stout. Indeed. On Nitro. That's a good one. It's 8.7%, and man, it's perfect. And it's a beer that Harrison would love because it's not a pastry stout. It's not a million fucking adjuncts. It's a coffee milk stout. That's 8.7%. Be right back. Yeah. I got respect for that. It's smooth as fuck. The coffee plays in really perfect with the bitterness and the sweetness that you get from lactose. It it's my favorite beer that Left Hand makes. It's amazing. I love it, and it's it's very seasonal. And they only sell it in four packs. I've only ever seen it in Beer World, and it costs like sixteen dollars for a four pack, which sucks. But I I I buy at least a case a year of it myself because I can <laughs> because I have to because they only get like two or three cases in. It's really good. Highly recommend if you ever see it on a shelf. It's a purple label. Should I um, should I wait for Josh to come back for, for me to do mine? If you want. It's a new one. It's a new release. So I, I guess I will. I wonder where he, where he work. A new sloop release? Yeah. Ooh. It's so something yeah. that I'm actually tasting for the first time in a, uh, like, you know, packaged. I've only ever tasted it during the transfer um, like you know, out of the centrifuge. Um, That's a fancy word. Yeah, dude, centrifuges are great, especially if you're mass-producing IPAs. I bet. Oh, dude, I was looking at um, I was like dreaming real hard yesterday. I was looking at uh, industrial fermenters for like wine and cider. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, thirteen thousand five hundred bucks. I can do that for like a ninety-two hundred liter capacity fucking. Something or other. Dude, that, you, why don't you just go to like? Why don't you just get like a makeshift like beer fermenter? Can you can you do it in the beer fermenter? I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah, the just only, go to. The only thing. Get, is, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
<laughs> oh, that was so good. Oh, the Tower of Remote podcast. <laughs> right? But I will say, um, I think the problem that you run into with like stainless steel um, with wine and stuff is aging. So I think you can ferment it no problem without getting any kind of weird um, off flavors. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't age it in a tank. It'd have no, to go but... into like uh, some kind of like, it'd have to go into barrels, essentially. Yeah, just go buy a barrel. Trust me, I've been looking at them, bro. My stimulus check clears on the 15th, so. <laughs> hey, you know what? All right, here, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna set you up with, like, a great little system. I'm going to get you all the right equipment. I'm going to – well, I'm not going to get it for you. I'm not going <laughs> to buy it for you. Let's be honest here. <laughs> but I'll point you in the right direction. You're going to get them into brewing? No, I'm going to get them into winemaking, even though I know nothing about winemaking. Yeah. It's very presumptuous of me. It's yeah. it's not bad. I it's mean, it's more thing. like yeah, pretty much, except you don't make a wart. Yeah, you exactly. You, don't make a you can handle that part. I'll just help you, like with the fermentation part. Yeah, the fer- the fermentation's it's just I find that like with making beer, like the process of you know extracting the sugars from the grains and everything, making yeah. a mat and all that. That's a process. It's a fucking process. Yeah, but you just go out and you just buy your fucking grains, you buy your malts, and you fucking stick them in a pot, boil them, use, do your thing. Whereas, like, like me, like the other day, like, I fucking ground up all of my fucking apples, and then I sat there and I pressed them manually in my basket press. And um, so, like, there's a lot of work involved in that. And the market, there's so much on the market for, like, um, uh, not not purees, but like wine starter kits, and not wine starter kits. Vintners back make a gallon jug, and you can buy it in strawberry or raspberry or, or blackberry, all these different flavors. And it's just like all you do is you pour it into a fermenter, add four gallons of water, pitch your yeast, and it already is pH balanced, already has all the necessary sugar in it to make a ten percent ABV wine, five gallon batch. And as much as I've been tempted to do that, just for the fun of it, I have said no. And I think I made a promise to myself to say no. I'm always going to get my ingredients. I'm going to grind them myself if necessary and press them myself in true wine or cider maker fashion. Yeah. Unless, you know, like um, this upcoming, like, you know, end of summer, I will go to an orchard. And if they're going to be able to press the, the juice for me, I'll have them do it because I don't have the means to, to press the amount of apples it would take to make 50 to 75 gallons of juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking apples. But um yeah, man. I don't know. They're 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 very similar processes, but like I don't know. They're they're all work intensive. I feel like brewing is just the extra step of just you actually have to like you have to extract the sugars from the grains. And like, it takes a lot, like not a lot more, but like, like I said, there's an extra step to actually like produce the, the wart or must. Whereas with the, the fruit or grapes or whatever, you kind of, you really just have to kind of extract the juice through pressing, which is like, you know, almost the same process of boiling. But there's like, I know with boil, like when you actually do your mash, like 
there's specific temperatures that do specific things and you have to like hit things certain ways to actually like make sure you break down the sugar chains so that they're short enough so that that, like everything's fully fermentable if you don't then the sugar chains are too long and you can't fucking ferment them i don't know if that's like an issue that can occur with wine or cider making have you well it sounds it sounds like you probably should just try some uh motherfucking fruit dog not go through all that hassle yeah, but no, you're, but do, you're yeah. doing that. That's your fucking jam. Yeah, but the you thing have the audacity to say that while you're drinking a beer. Yeah, it's I know. I know. Um, no, Josh and I always have this conversation. It's like, well, I have to do more. No, I have to do more work. Um, we don't always have it, but no, I know, I know. We we've had it in the past, though. Right. It's it's a pissing contest. At the end of the day, is really all it is. Yeah, but, but to, to give you an idea, though, well, I mean. Well, while working, um, <laughs> while working fairly diligently and not taking any extended breaks or anything, that 40 pounds of apples, in order to, with the means that I have right now, to break them down, get them, turn them into a pumice, and then press all the pumice into juice, and then treating the juice the way I, it needs to be treated, adding sugars, you know, taking your gravity readings, everything, that was an eight-hour day for me. So, and brewing is the same kind of thing. While brewing may have more technicalities in your measurements that you're looking for, you just got to buy the shit and you can, you can get it pretty spot on or at least close. So you can, yeah, well, you can go on a website and buy whatever hops that you want, get whatever grains you want and they get shipped to you and you got them, but you can't do that in winemaking. It doesn't mean they're good. I, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't mean they're good, but what I'm saying is, like, to make a good cider, it depends on your blend, man. It depends on the type of apple. Same thing with uh, wine. It depends on the grapes that you're using. Dude, what you're saying is no different from beer making. It depends on your grain combination. It depends yeah. on your hop combination. And I know. But, like, I can't just go on... Well, maybe I can go online. But I don't think it's offered as readily... Uh, for winemaking as it is for beer, just go online and be like, hey, dog, can you send me, like, 150 pounds of this type of grape? Is that all right, all right. So I'd say maybe grain is probably cheaper and a little bit more accessible. It's just what you do with said grain when you actually yeah. get it. You got to so do it you, specific in specific ways, and it's really easy to fuck gotta, it up. Yeah, you got you have a lot more chemistry laboratory shit on your hands mine's a lot more manual and physical no yes i uh then you can come and hang out next time i'm pressing fruit brother you can come have a brew day with us let me tell you what buddy commercial super kingdom of steel don't even talk to me mr hose dude Mr. Oh man, I I want you to have a brew day so fucking badly now. I'm ready, dude. Oh my god, I'm ready. You're gonna (laughs) literally break your fucking back. That's my back's pretty big. I don't know. Well, it's gonna be carried around a pretty big load all day. Can I talk about my round two beer now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm on round three. Fucking shit yet. No, I want to talk about it. It's my turn. <laughs> no, it's not your turn. No, it's not. 
Um, so this I is you, a, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> I'm Joshua. Um, You're all right. Well, I wasn't arguing with Dan. Sorry. Um, okay. So, like I said, this is the first time I'm drinking this beer out of the package. It's a double IPA, uh, a double oat IPA, uh, rather, from Sloop. It's called Barbaric Weapons. Ooh. Nice. nice. Sweet name. So it's a double yeah. oat, you say? A double oat IPA? Double oat. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess you could say double oat, double IPA. So but a lot it's of got uh, it. flaked and malted oats. Oh, yeah, malted. flaked and malted. Malted oats. Mm. Um, a little bit of malted oats. Yeah. Nice. And uh, it's got a citra cryo, cashmere, and azaka. Citra cryo? Wait, it was just yeah. the, just the citrus cryo, and then the rest is. Yeah, the rest is uh, type you, ninety. I I feel like I was reading something about this uh, a couple days ago. Can you explain the difference between citra? Or excuse me, uh, cryo and non-cryo. Yeah, cryo is essentially, um, you know, like what they do is they'll like freeze uh, the like the whole cone hops and extract just the you know like the the fine lupulin powders and compress those into pellets. Hmm. Um, and I believe there's probably some you know plant matter that comes along with it, just as a matter of the process. Um, but it is. Uh, twice the um, kind of like, you know, hop kick power, you know, like alpha acids, beta acids, humulones, cohumulones, shit like it's that. Like, it's, twi- yeah. it's twice as potent as regular hop pellets. So it, it's just, it's an extract in a sense. Not necessarily an extract because it, it is, you know, solid. It's a solid, just in pe- pellet form. Did, did I misunderstand you then? I, I thought like they were extracting the liquids from the hop. The whole hop flower? No, the lupulin is essentially like, you know, like keef, you know, hop keef. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's that it's, pure it, shit. It, yeah, it's like, you know, powdered trichromes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So um, is it kind of like dehydrated hops? I mean, uh, not no. necessarily. They're Pretty like... It essentially takes away, like, all the plant matter and just the other shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I would say that there's a small percentage of plant matter that makes its way in. Just make it cellulose. Get out of my face. Give me all the good shit I want. Yeah. Think about, like, yeah, when you extract, like, the THC fucking crystals from the actual marijuana plant, there's a lot of extra bullshit in the actual plant that doesn't really do anything. You're taking a lot of those essential oils and, like, you were saying, the, the lupulin shit like the humulones cohumulones stuff like that and it's just really like it's a more concentrated version of it it's just you know you get all them aromas and the the bitter that's why i called it because you're still you're extracting it from the hop i'm not calling an extract like it's just an extract yeah you know i mean mean, it's like extracting it in the sense that like you're like you know separating it from the cone you know yeah but you're in a in a way you're you're but to me an extract to me, an extract implies osmosis of some sort, you know? Like, when you make, like, vanilla extract, you would soak vanilla beans in, in vodka, let's yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel it. I, I feel... Mm, I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking of ext- you're extracting all the things you want and then concentrating them. And 
remember back in the day? I mean, way back in the day. I don't know if any of you guys will. Uh, I'm maybe. 24, man. You can't use that expression. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, when I was doing this, you were, like, fucking five. Uh, <laughs> back in the days of Salvia. Does everybody remember Salvia? Yeah. I mean, it's still around, but, like. I didn't really, didn't really do anything for me. You, ha- you have to smoke a lot of it. And when when I first uh, got my hands on it, I was 18. So, Harrison, I'm 10 years older than you. You were eight. Sick, dude. Um, <laughs> so, that <laughs> my baby boy so <laughs> the thing is like back then all you could get is like salvia leaves and if you were lucky enough the extracts which they were called went up to 25x so they they extracted it and they concentrated it in some shape, way or form i don't know how they did and they could concentrate it up to 25x now you would you need the extracts in order to actually get the salvia trip um, and still have to smoke quite a bit very quickly. But now, at least the last time I ever heard of it, like years and years ago, still like five years ago or so, um, dude, they have like 100x extract, 125x. So you can just like pack a bowl of this salvia extract and take a couple of hits and see you later. I'll see you in fucking 10 minutes, <laughs> you know? Um, so when, when I mean extract, I mean it like that. So I, I guess I'm thinking more of concentration, more yeah. you're extracting what you want and concentrating it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that, that's what I meant by it. Just think about it. It's like, it's like hash, like where there's fucking flower yeah. bud, like cryo hops are like the hash of it. Kind of, you know, put it into like a little fucking little brick for sure it on top of it on like a regular bowl, smoke that shit. And hash yeah. is great. Um, do you guys want to have a you guys want to have a guess of the ABV? Um, it's wait, it's a double oated IPA, right? You said double o double IPA. Eight two. I'm saying eight on the dot. Fucking twats. Um, <laughs> Eight's the magic number for that. It really is. Uh, fuck. Um, go seven and a half, dude. That that's what I was gonna do. I'm gonna be I, dead wrong. I don't think so. I think seven and a half is good. Oh, seven and a half. It's eight. Oh, it's eight on the dot. Nice. Um, nailed it. I we won something. <laughs> that was me. I yeah. won. I cheated. Remember? You said <laughs> eight two, dog. You did say eight two. No, I said eight. Dead on. to go back a little bit uh hops and cannabis are in the same family by the way yeah i i had a beer from other half last week it tasted like liquid weed oh sounds disgusting it was it was it was it was gross i hated it (laughs) early on with them I, i feel like i heard about like rumors you know, that we're stirring around the beer community long before I was, like, even a part of it, that, like, other half had beers that had weed in it. Like, special <laughs> hey, release beers. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I sincerely doubt it, but if so, like, baller move. But... I mean, I'm gonna be real. I have already, I've had that thought cross my mind for making a weed wine. Yeah. Dude, Flavoring it so it didn't taste like weed, but Aging in a little crossfade. I, I call it whatever you want, baby. Sick band. 
I um, thought about this long time ago when I was working for a, a pot company in Colorado. I was like, oh man, I want to do like a CBD beer. This was like when I don't even know if anybody, I'm sure somebody was doing it, but it wasn't really like a thing because CBD isomerizes at like 140 degrees. And I was like, oh man, that's a temperature that occurs when brewing beer quite often. I mean, not that's I pretty mean, cold. It is, but like you get to that point like many at many times like yeah know, that's like a session you know you, you get can, you, you get there you get there like when you're cooling down you just toss the toss some shit in there and throw some cbd in there and i know keegan's did one but like i tried it, it was decent but i feel like you need a lot of cbd to actually mm-hmm. like do anything to actually feel right. shit but yeah all right are we uh so we got your round two, Harrison. Did we get Josh's? Yeah. Yeah, with wrench. Oh, that's right. So are we? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this real quick. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, this eight, I will be completely straightforward. I'm not gonna like you know bullshit for the sake of promoting, you know. Um, this isn't my favorite double IPA that we've made. Um, is it Odie? Is it, it is Odie. But it's got, like, in a similar fashion, but for a different reason to what Uncle Dan said, and it's got this, like, residual sweetness that I'm just not really uh, about when it comes to IPAs. I, I'm much more of, like, a dry IPA kind of person. I'm a dry beer kind of person. Um, so, and and there's something about, like, the, you know, that, that residual sweetness that's playing. I think it's with the cashmere. Um, it's, it's just, like, not... You know, it, it presents itself as kind of like a dried stone fruit. It might be the Azaka, actually. Azaka. But it presents, it presents itself as like a dried stone fruit kind of vibe. And, it, you know, for what I'm into right now, it's not really not really me. So um, that being said, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a fucking tasty beer. Oh, no, but... it's a piece of shit if you say it like that. Well, yeah. You know, my, you know, my word is final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the royal we, if you will. Did you make that um, beer? I, uh, I did actually. And were you like, eh, eh, I, don't I was like excited this. because I do generally like oat IPAs, but um, yeah, I don't know. This one has a little bit too much of like residual sweetness for my tasting, and I think it's just playing weird with one of the hops. Hmm. Um. Mm. Which is funny because earlier I mentioned that Green Islands is my favorite IPA that we make, and that's an oat IPA, a double oat IPA. If you you know, it's got malted oats and flaked oats. I feel like Green um, Islands is like it's super green though. I feel like I'm fucking drinking like a sweet palm tree. It's I, dude, I fucking love it, man. It's, it's so good. It's such a classic IPA. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give this a. A three five. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I think uh, Down Under Bomb is probably my favorite IPA you guys do. I'm about to crack that open next. Nice. Nice. What uh, yeah. what hops did you use in it? In what Down Under Bomb? Yeah. Um, I'm that's assuming uh, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually advertised on the can. Oh, but, is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you can actually tell me then. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, it's got Rakao Motueka. I can't. I think it's just Rakao Motueka. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because I know well, New York is currently growing a version of Rakao. I think in the in the very first iteration of it, we did like a like a tiny bit of galaxy like in like the whirlpool. Yeah. But um <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Um <laughs> you guys are such apples. <laughs> um I'm listening. But yeah, we don't I don't I think we're just sticking to the Rakao and Motueka thing for now. It's fucking tasty. I, I, I for some reason thought there was more, but yeah, I I really love that beer. It's it yeah, man. I love the the bubblegum uh vibe that Rakao brings to the table. Speaking of which, I'm gonna Wait, you know, before you use, go, use have you had have you had any uh, New York or American grown Rakao? Uh, no, but I've had Amer- uh, New York Motueka, and it's really great. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And I've also had New York Chinook, which is also that you know not to be like fucking stupid or you know prestigious or anything, but that was my favorite hop of 2019. Really? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it was so good. Uh-oh. Um, I will say, speaking of um, I'll be right back. Days, oh. What do you want? What are you talking about, Sloop? Tell me. <laughs> well, you mentioned your favorite. I think Josh or Dan mentioned their favorite. Um, you brought over a, the same night you brought over that triple that just yeah. came off the line, the double that came with it. Was that the I think it was just the, the Nelson. Maybe it was. I really enjoyed that one. I really fucking like the triple too, man. I drank that around a campfire by myself, watching the sunset. Remember, I sent you the fucking photos. I'm like, yo, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> really enjoying this. Yeah, that triple was yummy. I liked it. That, that, I made that one. I made the triple myself. I was. I put a lot of you know a lot of effort into that one. Good. Good. I I know you were worried about the heat, but there was none. So. Right. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. No. I I really. If you made it again, let your uncle know. I'm sure I will. Because I, I would for certainly enjoy partaking in purchasing some. <laughs> All right, Harrison, move out of your beer. I just cracked my third one. All right, I'll be yeah. right back. So I, I debated cracking this beer because in about half an hour, I'm going to start getting a little silly. Nice. That's the way to be, boy. Well, at a half an hour, we'll be at our two-hour mark, so perfect. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll wait for Harrison to get back on this one, but yeah, I had to go to a uh, a brewery about 20 minutes away from my brewery. Uh, well, I've been to several times, but it's been a little bit. Uh, they put out a beer on Tuesday that I wanted, but I had the day off on Tuesday, so I couldn't get it. They put out another beer the next day. I'm like, okay, I'm not letting this happen again. I'm going there and fucking getting it. Um, the beer is from District 96. And if Harrison would hurry the fuck up, I would tell you guys what it is. <laughs> but uh, let me just say, I, I will definitely be saving one for you, Dan, because this is down your alley. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, and you'll you'll find out why in a minute. What does it taste once. like, Dick? I'm very excited. Oh, burn. 
I mean, I Chuck guess you can whatever. I guess fucking I'm chopped liver or something. Jeez. Dude, I mean, whatever. Maybe dicks taste good, dude. Well, this is kind of what it looks like. Very it's like unfiltered apple cider. It's like fucking Pac-Man's cum. I guess it, 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 pretty smooth. it drinks pretty smooth. Um, but, uh, yeah, I... I drink this and one other beer on Wednesday night, and I was feeling it pretty good. Really? It's I mean, triple? maybe just my tolerance is going to shit lately, but yeah, I don't know, man. I... Say again? No, I'm just saying Harrison's taking the longest piss. Like, <laughs> I know we're, uh, we're beating around the bush for this fucking beer. I just want to know yeah, about. I, it. I don't want to. Here it comes. Hey, there he is. All right. I fucking love your can art. Harrison, I was uh, about to uh, unveil my next beer. I'm going to cover up the ADV. This is District 96 Nuclear Option. So this is a quad IPA. A quad IPA. Yeah, it's up Dan's alley. 15%. Final answer. 14.6. I'm going 16. Oh, we're 16. Yeah. Nice. You boys guessed a tad high. It's 14 even. Joshua wins? What a piece no, of shit. We all lose. It's not prices Right, dude. Stop Still. saying that. <laughs> a quipper. A quipper. Damn. But yeah, man, it, it drinks like a 8%er or so. It's not too aggressive, but man, this beer sneaks up on you hard. Dude, I don't even know what eight percent would fucking taste like. It's like we drink all these like eight, nine, ten, eleven percent that drink like nothing. So it's like, right? What does fucking eight percent taste like? <laughs> I don't think I've, I don't think beers. I've ever tasted a beer that was like, oh, that tastes like it's eight percent. Well, to me, I, I think Torque Wrench tastes exactly what it is. Uh, it's uh, I think it's eight and a half, I want to say. And to me, I think that it tastes exactly like that. To me, it's a little boozy, got a little bit of bite to it, well, a little bit of heat. I'm gonna disagree that, with you right now. Is that torque wrench? It is or regular wrench. Torque. Oh, you got torque. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I. I think. Uh, I mean, our most recent batches of torque have been a little more smooth. But I don't know. That's kind of what I like about Torque is that to me it always had a little bit of a burn, a little bite. It, it's it a, it's you a little know. maltier. It's a, it's got a little bit of that malt flavor on it. Like, mm-hmm. time. But it, uh, I thought that beer lets you know that it was a little more aggressive than Wrench. Not to me. Fair. Each their own. Torque is the double, correct? Indeed. Correct. What is it, eight and a half, Josh? I feel like, or eight point seven? I feel like I should. Bet. You you definitely should know. It's eight point two. Eight point two. And then. Well, since we just changed wrench, now I'm like all thrown off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to. I want to address something. Address it, please. Uh. Just because people work for a brewery doesn't mean they necessarily have to know every single statistic about every single beer. Uh, yeah. It's your, it's your job. Especially me, since I don't brew anymore. 
I mean, it's not, no, my job is to make word. My job isn't to memorize the ABV of every single beer. I mean, I know the ABVs of most of the beers. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I think it's like this. And that, and trust me, I feel shame when I don't know. You but should. I don't, I don't feel like I should feel shame. I mean, That's all I'm saying. No, you, yeah, but it's like, if people ask you about your shit, like, you want to be able to no, be like, cool. hey, like, I know what it is. But I know yeah, what you definitely. I know what you mean though, because it's definitely more like Dude, I don't know. I just fucking make it. Who gives a shit? Like, what do you care? Fucko. <laughs> That's not the case though. It's not that I don't give a shit. It's like, you know, like the fact is that we make so many fucking different IPAs. It's just like, you know, like the odds that I'm gonna mix up one being six percent versus one being six point two versus one being yeah. six point five. I I much more like, I much more appreciate the honest answer of fuck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like that's just like it's just a better answer because I definitely have been asked stuff. People have asked me shit about Keegan. I'm like I don't fucking know. I just work there. <laughs> I just work there. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Unless you're like. It, if it's something that you're super proud of that you really like poured your heart and soul into and you were all about, that's when you really actually know everything about it. Yeah. Like the lager pro, like, you know, I make most of the lagers at soup just like as a matter of like my, like my schedule because we make lagers on Friday. Um, yeah. so cause you have to make lagers on Friday. Well, we make all of our like, mo- or I guess most of our like small batch specialty stuff on Fridays. Yeah, but in ancient um, Mesopotamia, most lagers were made on Friday. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really fucking funny. <laughs> actually, yeah. When I, when I studied ancient Mes- Mesopotamia in college, uh, Josh was actually correct. Yeah. yeah. When I was actually in ancient Mesopotamia, they were like, "Listen, <laughs> Fridays are for lagers." Fuck off on everything else, and I was like, All Friday, right, cool. "Can we make that a, a hashtag now?" Fridays are for loggers. No, dude. Honestly, in all honesty, Fridays <laughs> are for fucking kettle flowers. That's what they're for. Really? Oh, get the fuck out of here. So they can sour over the weekend. You guys don't know what the fuck. Ah, I mean, I do. I mean, I'm a brewer, so suck a dick, I guess. I mean, I guess if Fridays are for kettle sours, then I'll drink this next. It's like if you guys are just gonna disregard everything I, you know, advise. Like, what's the point of my, my being here? Because it takes two or three days to fucking kill a sour dog. <laughs> All right, hose guy. What did I call you, Mister Hose? Mister Hose. Hoseman. That's my porn name. Harrison Hoseman. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I will say this: I am drinking a new beer right now. What are you on? Are you on number two? I'm on number three. So. Oh, I, I know what Dan's got. I saw. I seen it. What do I have? You, yeah, you saw the can? Yeah, I did. That's right. What glass because is that? Because uh, Bottlelogic uh, 470 milliliter. It's a graduated cylinder knockoff. Nice. I mean, it's pretty sweet. Oh. I have a similar glass to that. Wow. So... Um, Doesn't beat the chalice. I don't think anything beats that chalice. I would fuck that chalice. Just like fill it up with tuna fish and rice pudding, and I'll fucking put my dick right in there. I'm going with the pilsner flute. That's a pretty sweet one too. I kind of want to eat pudding out of that, <laughs> but <laughs> you ain't got a spoon long enough for this, buddy. Oh, 
You haven't gone through our silverware drawers, dog. <laughs> Dude, Dan has the biggest spoons known to man. <laughs> for specifically for eating pudding, sure. as is tradition. Yes. How much did he pay you to say that? Dude, 25 no, quid. 25 quid, yeah. Yeah. Three stuff. So, yeah, like, Mr. Buyer is correct. I have Impact Wrench for your viewing mm. pleasure. The Bangin' Beer Bro podcast guys, they loved it. Um, I'm a big fan of triple IPAs. Indeed. Here's the thing. Triple IPAs, those are what brought me over into the IPA world. So they'll always have a very special place in my heart because they're everything that I want in an alcoholic beverage anyway. High ABV. This is 10%. Um, I like the taste. It's refreshing. It's got well, actually, you know what? I haven't had it in a while. Let me let me taste it actually. Oh, oh yeah, taste it shit. Oh, oh, oh no, it's good. No, it's got that like tropical feel to it. Really nice. Mm. I enjoy it. I fucking love it. And it's ten percent. There's not really any heat on there. I like it. I love I love my triples. Yeah, um, I had this and an impact wrench the other night, and I was fucked up. I oh, I'm sure. Um, Mr. Buyer. Yes, sir. Um, the the wrench series, if you will. Um, you know, to your knowledge, they're all the same kind of like dry hopping schedule, but they're just kind of like you know a more intense mash profile with each installment. Uh, I don't know what the common theme is amongst the wrench uh, line. I know they're all different hops. Um, oh, the each each iteration of like the like the like wrench torque wrench and impact wrench has different dry hops. Yes. Okay, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. I would assume that they were just kind of like double and triple versions of right. the original, which I mean, would be the same dry hops. I'd be curious I, I to probably... know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I can look it up, but I know that um, Wrench is Citra, Mosaic, and I think a little bit of Cashmere, I think. Um, but yeah, I think they're all different hops. I was gonna okay. say, There's got to be one thing that like ties them together as being like part of the Wrench series, you know? You would yeah, imagine. Yeah, I could tell you what it is. It's Citra and Mosaic. It's got to be. I'm drinking Impact Wrench yeah. now, and that's what I'm tasting all day. Now that I'm a What do you I'm get more of? Do, do you get more of the Citra, or do you get more of the Mosaic? Uh, mosaic, for sure. Really? Yeah. Look at Mr. IPA over here, thinking he knows the different flavors. He's wrong with it, man. Listen, you guys created this monster. This isn't my fault. Oh, man, everybody. Okay? You, you guys... You were like the Joe Biden groomer, and I'm your granddaughter, okay? And just you can't blame this on me. We're coming over and sniffing you. Oh, God. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> dude, is that who that is in all those fucking weird pictures of like an old creepy dude just like with his hand on the shoulders of a young person and he's just like, that's Joe Biden? Yeah, yeah. Creepy Grandpa Joe. Yeah, Creepy Uncle Joe. Yeah. He he is a disgrace to the uncle name. I do not 
allow that's him to I have the grandpa Joe. What's that? So that's why I call him Grandpa Joe because I don't want to sell you the name of Uncle. Thank you. Dude, that that's that weird. that shit makes me so uncomfortable every time I see it. Yeah, it's, it's I, really I was so sad. I was so sad when Maria dropped out. Not to get political um, here, but like, I, I'll just, you know, I didn't whatever. want to really bring it up. And after I said Joe Biden, I'm like, fuck, we're going to talk about this, aren't we? Uh, I was telling Kim after I read the headlines, like, I was just like, man, are you, do you have some plan on your phones? What's going on here? Josh is frozen. I'm going to send a picture to you guys. Oh, I see it. He's frozen for me, too. He's not really frozen. No, I'm not. Is he making... <laughs> I mean, you no, weren't actually but, um, frozen? No. <laughs> no, he's making, making that face the entire time. He is glitchy on my end, though. Mr. Byer knows me all too well. Yeah, I knew what you were doing. Well, I, I think we're all sad about the Bernie dropout. Guess I'm not voting this year again. Wait, okay, hold on. If I may say something. You may. Um, he didn't drop out. He suspended his campaign, so you can still vote for him in your you, primary. You can write him in. You can write him in. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not even write him in. It's you vote for him in the primary, so he gets delegates for the convention. Gotcha. Yeah, he's yeah. He's gonna be on the ballot. He's not. You don't have to write him in. He's gonna be on the ballot. Well, okay. Well, cool. I'm registered independent, so I can't vote hey. in primaries anyway. This yeah. country's retarded. Also, so. also, guess what? It doesn't matter about the popular vote. So. Well, I mean, like in terms of the primary, I think it does. But hey, guess primary, what? Yeah. New York's yeah, going to vote Democratic no matter what. Yeah. So true. doesn't matter. Uh, okay, yeah, but uh, they we might vote Biden because people don't know better. That's the problem. Right. Vote blue no matter who. <sighs> oh God, no! I'm voting green because I'm Mean Joe Green. Rhyme green Looking with that green. Mean. I, I hope. I I don't know. Uh, you hope, but no. I, I hope for a lot of things. Um, but no. Essentially, like like I first when I first saw the headline, it was Dan Byer had posted it on Facebook, and I was doing a little scroll scroll, and I saw that, and like the first thing I thought I was like, well, four more years of Trump, because that's definitely happening. And of course, I comment on Dan's thing, Trump twenty twenty. <laughs> Yeah, huge mistake, buddy. Huge mistake. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, yeesh, like, that's a bad thing. The thing is, like, Dan's like, you fucking piece of shit. Why are you trolling my shit? Dude. I'm like, dude, I wasn't trolling. I'm like, if, listen, if you have half a brain and you read that headline and the first thing, or at least one of the first things that you think of, one of the first things that you should think is Trump 2020. <laughs> because it, it's well, really much, used a few more words there and said Trump is going to win now in 2020. <laughs> I would, yeah, dude, I, I love I love the fucking internet polit politic professionals that come out and that and that shit. Like, ah, uh, I did my research. Well, you know, it, it was funny because like no nobody had any nobody said anything ill towards me except for that one guy at the very end of all the comments showing that he didn't read anything. Um. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, nobody was like, "Oh, you're a Trump supporter. You'll fucking jump off a bridge and land on a bag of dicks." Um, nobody was like that. But because I didn't mean it in a trolling way, and I didn't mean it like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, Trump." But it was just like that's 
in like big neon glowing sign letters. I just Funny. Dude, you you understand you understand why it looks like you support Trump for 2020, right? Like you understand yeah, why it looks like that. Yeah, because when it, when the supporters comment, that's all they say. They say Trump 2020 or MAGA or Trump train. They never have any argument to support what they're trying to fucking say. They just say, "Oh, I like Trump," and that's it. They say for sure. American train. <laughs> no, it's like fuck's sake. Well, I, I thought I thought Harrison was gonna be like, "Damn, I mean, look at look at you." Look at oh you, God. you. You do kind of look like a Trump supporter. No, I, I thought you were saying that I look like a Trump supporter. I'm just you like, do, what though. do you look like? Like you. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's no that's what I thought you were getting at, but you, to, you didn't get at it. To so comment I, without context, to comment I, I Trump 2020 is to appear to be a Trump supporter. I know, but if you read like with within four or five short comments in, you see that I'm not. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy enough to see. You covered your track well. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm actually secretly a Trump supporter, and I vote for him and tell everybody otherwise. I'll sign off this podcast right now. <laughs> I'll sign off right now. Don't you be like that, baby boy. You can't. No, wow. Well, listen, my only thing is, just I dropped a few G-bombs at the beginning of this doesn't mean I'm a big Trump guy, all right? Come on. I'd say it's more like a G missile. I don't think it's really like a bomb. Well, either way, either either way, um, it's not looking good for the DNC. And honestly, if we want to take a silver lining to it, I don't know how this is getting political. And I am by no way, shape, or form a political uh, super mind. <laughs> I can't even use words, but um. This might be a good thing for people to stop being the vote blue no matter who. Can we get the fuck away from a no. two-party system at the very least? Can nope. we get more people being like, you know what, fuck these people. I mean, who, who, who's, sure in, in, who's in the Green Party? There's two guys in the Green Party right now that have all the same stances as Bernie Sanders. So it's just like there are other alternatives besides, aside from these mainstream people. Now, I'm all about Bernie because Bernie's got a good track record. Um, I, and originally, I not that I would say fuck Bernie, but I was Yang Gang all fucking day as far as 2020 is concerned. And I think Yang <laughs> should come back and try again um, in another 48 years. I think hey. Yang is a really good candidate. But I don't, I don't know. Guess I think what? a lot of people... Need to- Guess what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter when who. When Yang tried down supported Biden. Huh? So how did you feel when Yang dropped out and jumped on the Biden train? Wouldn't matter. It wouldn't be enough. And it won't happen because they differ so greatly. The fact Biden hates weed. He thinks weed is still like a gateway drug, dog. Like, I, let's be no, 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 I'm asking you, did, did it bother you that Yang supports Biden over Bernie? I think that's just the dude. They all supported Biden. They I all know. did. Even fucking Biden. Like it's just kind of like a forceful. Like this is the front runner. Vote blue. No matter. I'm dropping out, and the whole goal is defeat is to defeat Trump. And that's 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 the fucking problem with the DNC right now. Is that the goal is to beat Trump. It's not to put somebody quality in there. 
They had the backing. They had support with Bernie. Bernie had the support of so many fucking young people. And by young people, I mean early 20s, baby boy age over here, little Harrison. He he has the support of people our age, Dan. I got a lot of student loans myself. I know, but I'm not even looking for that student loan relief. Like, whatever. Like, that'd be awesome, but I don't give a shit. I get it paid. But, dude, it's just, man, Bernie. I know that the president of the United States, it's it doesn't change anything about it being an oligarchy. It doesn't change anything about the president being literally a figurehead. But I feel like Bernie would have moved things or at least steered the ship into a better direction, into a less stormy ocean. Unless you got and a bunch of more people on that ship ocean. that fucking steer it the other way. I don't know. That, that, that's all I can really say. It's just, listen, at the end of the day, what kind of guy am I? I'm an environmental guy. I'm about green, renewable energy, anything that's sustainable. You know, so if we're going to keep using petrol, get better miles per gallon. Get more, I don't know. you know, horsepower per fucking liter of fucking listen, eagle power. Like, use a fucking 200-plus-year-old system. It's fucking time to change shit. It's not going to change because too many people make too much money off of, you know, being a politician and doing whatever. And so. But we, we say change. We say let's change the system, but we propose no change. How we know that people in Auburn have no desire to change the system. Right. Like changing the system. Like how about we actually have legitimate, like five parties going to town like it is in Sweden and Norway. And it's just like, no, I mean, there's, there's it, a fucking pirate party in, I believe, Norway. If not Norway, Sweden. Dude. There's a legitimate political party called the Pirate Party, and they get a ton of fucking votes, man. Right. Like, they're not like some fucking stupid, like, shit. But, and I hate to fucking rip off Joe Rogan and some shit that, like, I heard on a fucking podcast but it's like shit that I do agree with. So I, I do kind of have to like, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due is that like no one person should be the figurehead of 200 plus million people because we all think differently. We all have different opinions on shit. It's like no, okay. So. so whatever that number is. Yeah. The, no one person should be the like, I'm the voice of all these people. I have my own specific beliefs and things that I think are right. Like there's a very, like a big amount of people who don't fucking agree with you. So why is it that we pick one person to, to yeah. voice like, all of us? That's fucking half stupid. The does, half the country doesn't agree. Dude, half the fuck, it's, 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 it's somewhere in that 47, 48%. Yeah. Exactly. It's idiotic. So, and what's wrong with like, and that's the, the, a huge issue with people who are so far left that they're right. And people who are so far right that it's fucking stupid. It's like each side of every different type of ideology has good points, but because it's not your team, some of that shit you have to disagree with because it's not your team. So, why can't we just take all the best ideas from all the best ideologies and form them into fucking one thing? Oh, because it's not part of your fucking team. And also, 
you know, the fucking Koch brothers aren't giving me a bunch of goddamn money or these people aren't giving me a bunch of fucking money. So it's well, like, was just the one Koch brother. Yeah, was he dead? Brother. Yeah. One of them died. Yeah. No, whatever. But the other thing is, like, I would say that the far right doesn't have any good points. <laughs> I like, mean, there I, are I, I think very, I can't think of any. They're but, a listen, very, very, very intolerant group. I, I won't put yourself. I won't say racist because it's too much of a spotlight. Hold and on. I won't say like sexist because it's too much of a Listen. spotlight. I, I won't say homophobic. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Use put yourself. Put yourself in their <laughs> shoes. Okay. So their their family, their parents, the people who fucking gave them life, who brought them up, who they rely on on surviving. They told them this shit. They were like, "Hey, listen." We don't like this. You shouldn't either. These are the people who essentially you rely on to live. Like, you don't know any better. You have no fucking clue. Like, these people have been around for however long. They've survived. They know what's up. You're more inclined to believe them. So a lot of it is fucking... What? what? I'm sorry, you broke up. No, indoctrination. What you're saying, people are Right. So you kind of like when people try to tell them that like a lot of the problem is the way that other like the other side is trying to tell them that they're wrong. They're calling them idiots. They're calling them fucking fascist bigots and they're being aggressive and they're being like, you're a fucking moron and shit like that. Like you're not going to change anyone's mind by saying that and by telling them that they're wrong. You really have to have an actual like conversation with these people and like ask them why they think this and really try to like get behind why they think the way that they think instead of just fucking bashing them and telling them that they're fucking morons because if someone like they're telling you that you're a moron and you're like oh I'm not a fucking moron I know what's up like I believe in this like you know what I mean you're right you do have to come you you have to approach it with a very like logical and like reasonable uh, concrete i um uh you know order yeah Um, you have to understand why they think the way that they think and a lot of people don't want to do that you can't win every battle too right you can't just tell someone that they're fucking stupid and that they don't know what they're talking about because if someone like dan if i was like oh you you have a fucking biology degree yeah that doesn't mean anything you're gonna be like fuck you you don't know what you're talking about Right. Well, I mean, to a lot of people who try to tell me about vaccines and and uh, you know the climate, and I'm just like, oh, I got these. I got an environmental science degree. I got a biology degree. Yeah, that's all bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I've done my research too, bro. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, does your research cost thirty thousand dollars? I don't think it did. Exactly. Or you, excuse me, your I, instant reaction. Yeah, your instant that. reaction based on what you've done to obtain your knowledge is just to be like, no, 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 Fuck you. Fuck you. You're wrong. Fuck off. Harrison, if I was like, okay. yo, you don't know shit about can brewing. I, could I, um, I, Dan, Uncle Dan brings up a really good point when he mentions $30,000 just as the concept. Because it, um, it brings into like the, the the equation the fact that information costs money, 
and there it are shouldn't. so many there are so many people in this country that aren't making enough money to even fucking survive to even make rent to families to heat their houses there are so many people who aren't able to do that and the fact that we are ex- Oh, oh no, he's it. breaking up. No, he's making such a good point. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm back. Okay. You... Okay. So the fact... Sorry. Where did I cut off? Uh, There's a lot of families that can't are, afford to... Okay, yes. There are, there are a lot of people that can't afford to pay their bills. And the fact that we expect people who can't afford basic humane necessities to be able to afford insanely expensive education that would further inform their decisions politically, socially, ecologically, and economically, that fact right there is evidence of inherent uh, social classism that is uh, like, you know, thriving in America. Like, you know, people are disenfranchised left and right, and they're unable to access information and education that will help them uh, inform their views. And, you know, it's all over, it's like, you know, it's everywhere. It's fucking crazy. I mean, it's, you're right. And we use, I use $30,000 a number. Let's keep in mind, $30,000 is what I took out in loans. That wasn't the cost of my education. Yeah. The cost of my education was much more because I also got you know, like student aid and federal aid in, in the form of thousands upon thousands of dollars on top of it. Um, dude, like my education was probably five years of my life and about $50,000. But that doesn't cost, that doesn't take into account the gas I went to SUNY Albany, dude. I lived an hour away, hour each way. Yeah. I commuted for three years to SUNY Albany. So just told. I've spent hundreds and told. Aunt Kim spent hundreds and tolls on her easy pass getting me through college. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is... But, but this and, is... Yes. Joshua has a question. This is, like, you know... Now... Uncle Dan, I do have a question for you. And I know we've kind of had this conversation yeah. before. And I don't mean this in any disrespect or any way, shape, or form. Like, I don't want you to take this the wrong way at all. But, like, does any racist, but... I know, but does any of that, like, kind of take into the fact, like, does that, all that stuff that you said, does that kind of more, like, tie you to what you've actually learned in that in that situation? Like, do you take everything that you've learned throughout your history in school as like a hundred percent solid fact because like you've spent so much money and because you've spent so much of your time, like are you more married to the shit that you've learned in college because of that stuff or because you actually like, do you take it as actual fact? So that's a great question. Actually, there's nothing offensive about that question. All right. Um, unless you're a bitch, then I can see you being offended by it. I'm super bitch. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, the, the point with that being is that I, I, I studied the hard sciences, yeah. biology, chemistry, physics. Um, and if you were to really take that to heart, the fact that you want to call yourself a scientist or at least like 
a, a man of science, if you will. Yeah. A human science. You science is always changing. Right. What we know is fact today might not be fact tomorrow, and you have to be man enough to admit that. Absolutely. Now, now here's the thing. What ties me to saying, hey, yeah, I, my education is superior to going on YouTube and Googling some videos or just Googling things anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm learning things from people who are working in the field doing these things and teaching these courses. Okay. So these, this isn't just some fucking guy that's like, oh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it is, dude. Honestly, sometimes it is. It's not 100% of the case. College is not perfect. But – you can tell the difference between the people who are in it to win it. They're always doing the work and people who are just teaching it, dictating it, if you will. Um, yeah. I am not tied to it because I spent this much money and this much time. I think that plays a big role in the fact that I spent my money, my time out of my real life, could not work a full-time job or at least – didn't want to, you know, depending on who you talk to, um, <laughs> around, you know, the class scheduling and everything. And then my two hours of commuting time each day had to go to Albany. Right. Um, I'm not tied to it because of that. That definitely helped. But I'm tied to the fact that we have to look at things. I'll, I'll, I'll take something really easy. Like the earth is round, right? We have the whole flat earth. Are you sure? Yeah, you, yeah, I'm sure. you really did hesitate. I was hesitating on my phrasing. <laughs> um, the Earth is round, right? It's a sphere. It's an, like oblate spheroid, whatever the fucking technical term is for it. You put a rounder yeah, shell. maybe. So, exactly. Here, here's the thing, though. Why will I always argue the fact that the Earth is round? Well, because we can prove it. Because we have the evidence. Because it's backed up. Or here's here's a better example. I'm a bio, I'm a bio guy. I got my degree in biology, right? Um, evolution via natural selection. It's a very contested, hot button topic. I don't know why. It it shouldn't be, because literally nothing makes sense in biology except in the light of evolution. Um, like literally all of biology is based off the backbone of evolution via natural selection. And everything that we have right now, all the facts, all the data, everything leads and points to evolution via natural selection is how life on Earth has progressed over the last 3.8 billion years. From the first single-celled organism, from LUCA, all the way up to complex multicellular life like ourselves, sentient bipedal apes. Now, I've had debates in real life or online, whatever, with people who don't believe in evolution. And I, at least, I and those looking on would like to think that I schooled them. But it's just like, dude, if something, if there's a major discovery and it's just like, holy shit, this just upended all of biology and evolution and it proves evolution wrong, then guess what, dog? If you're a man of science, you want to be scientific, you have to consider that option and you have to change your point of view. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Yeah. All these people think they got biology figured out. They think they have evolution trumped. Well, none of them are scientists, you know, a very few. I mean, 
the, the teacher controversy, it's, it's like less than 1% of scientists, biologists don't believe in it. And any evidence that they have for it is refuted. And it's not because, well, ooh, the majority of science, this and that, that's a great excuse. It's just, dude, like, show us, show us a dinosaur fossil that exists in the Cenozoic strata of the Earth. You win. You fucking win, dude. You win. You will upend everything about the Earth being however billion uh, years old. You know, you win. You win. It's only 6,000 years old, just so you know. Well, of yeah. course. Of course. But, like, all these things, it in, in essence, it's very easy to disprove evolution with all these claims that these people want to make. But guess what? The burden of proof lies on the person making the accusation and making the claim. Scientists make the claim that evolution is true, and we back it up with the evidence. We have the fossil record. We have bacteria species that we monitor in laboratories and watch them mutate under our own fucking eyes. We can see it in certain sparrow species involving shorter wingspans in order to uh, better maneuver around cars and traffic. That's only been the last hundred years. We're already seeing the effects in animals that live around human encampments. We're watching it happen. It's it's not common. We don't live long enough to truly see it in the big scope of things. And most people just don't understand it. And just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. So that's I just want to say, like, in a more simple, uh, uh, simple, yeah, simple, a simple manner is just like that's the one thing I really enjoy about science. But it's also the one thing that's kind of like it's a very it's interesting because science is so fact driven, and it's just like this is what these are very what the facts are. But how how often does science like at Every 10 years, every 15, 20, 30 years, be like, oh, this thing that we were so sure of 15, 20 years ago, like, that's not true anymore. We found out this based on this. Like, it's ever changing. It's always changing. So it's a really interesting thing about science is that it's always so factual at the time. But then down the road, it's like, oh, we actually found out that this is different. You, you, you can't get caught up in the dogma just because that's what you've learned for the last 15 years. Uh, right. But, but I think a lot of people get caught up in the science stuff and being like, oh, no, this is 100%. I know this because that's what the science says right now. Well, right, a lot of people right who now, say that are people who don't but, actually understand it, though. Right. But it, it's a very similar thing to, like, you know, say religion and stuff like that. People have been like, oh, I know for a fact that this is what's what but religiously. The, the only difference the, the is, only, is uh, like is nothing really changed. Like religion's based off faith. Religion can make no um right. what's the word? Um prediction. Infallible. Religion cannot predict things and how things will happen. Re- re- God. Also what? if I I would like to bring up a point about religion. Is that religion is is you know uh, dynamic in the same way that science is dynamic? You know, you know, um, so like you know, as time has progressed and uh, you know, social lifestyles have become more acceptable in certain branches of religion. You know, 
um, you know, like there are certain branches of, you know, uh, certain churches that are accepting of, you know, um, gay marriage, for example. <laughs> and it's like, that wouldn't, you know, be, that, that wouldn't, that, that would be unheard of, you know, 50 years ago. Absolutely. But I also think um, the church and, you know, I'm talking strictly Judeo-Christian uh, kind of affiliations, but they're hurting for new members too. So they don't really have a choice to keep that alive. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, science can re replace religion as far as philosophical questions. And without get, get, getting deeper into that, because this podcast isn't really about that, um, I, I believe si science in a way can, and you can be philosophical and moral absolutely without any religion basis. I think it's archaic. I think it needs to go the fuck away. And uh, I think it needs to stop being put on a pedestal. And I feel like the taboo of making fun of or tearing down or discrediting or po like poking attention to all the giant holes in religion, the taboo needs to go away. And it needs to be shown for what it is. I'm not saying like, yeah, but I'm not saying that science has been perfect because it's not because it's still something it's humans measuring shit and humans are not perfect and humans have egos trust me there's a, there's a lot of science bullshit. science by nature is imperfect. there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in the scientific community a lot but if you don't get caught up in it and you remain true you'll be all right <laughs> that's all i'll say about it Dan, I think what you were uh, kind of alluding to before and trying to say, and I'm quoting, uh, I believe, Ricky Gervais here, um, if some crazy cataclysmic event happened where, let's say, all of our records are destroyed, no one knows anything about religion or anything about science, we start over from a blank slate. Okay. You, eventually, down the road, you can... Um, come to the same conclusions on things that we know now about science. You can't say the same thing about religion. The natural, the natural world, you're saying. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. You can, you can, okay, well, we, we know, you know, water boils at this and freezes at this. Yeah. Like, all these, all these things that we know, you can arrive at those same conclusions without having prior knowledge of, of the science world, but you would never... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You would never say, oh, uh, there was this Jesus guy who, you know, got resurrected, blah, blah, blah. You would never come up with that if you didn't have yeah. Like, Ra carried the sun in a fucking canoe. Yeah, or, or a bigger religion. Yes. Like, you would never come up with that out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a thing, my man. It's, it's, it's a thing. And a religion, a million percent had its place a thousand years ago. Two thousand years ago, do I right. think it's yeah. back? Me, it, it was it was a way for people to explain things that they didn't have an explanation for. The unexplainable. Yeah, and plus, death is very uncomfortable for people. Uh, it also gave purpose—not uh, not necessarily purpose. Well, I guess some purpose, but like it also tried to help you be unafraid of the next life by being so good. I mean, don't be afraid of the next life. Unless you're bad, then you're going to burn for eternity. 
Right. But so like, you better I, listen to what I think on that. Says, I think or else. Yeah, but on that notion, I don't think any of us can say what happens. Nobody, when we nobody, die. No nobody. I say we rock the ground, and that's yeah. that's it. But that's why yeah. But you don't know that. That's what that's what you think, but that's what I, you, I could you fucking die, that. and I go up and I see some pearly gates, and Jesus and God come down, their dicks hanging out, and they're like, <laughs> you talked a lot of shit. Time to get DP'd. I'm be like, God damn it! Like, do I really gotta? And they'll be like, Yeah, if you want to go to heaven, I'm like. Is it cool? Hey. Satan's gonna pop up. He's gonna be like, "Yo, dog, like, come on down here. We're partying hard, but my dick's way huger than both theirs combined." Listen, it's man. like, what are you gonna do? What we do know is that there's a massive fucking DMT dump when you die. That's so. all we know, and that that pretty much says all near death experiences are don't bullshit. It's DMT, baby. Smoke wow. DMT. Tell me about yeah, to me, baby. Yeah, it might be a fucking gate to another reality, or it might be just a fucking a kaleidoscope in your a brain. A way to comfort you when you're about to croak. Right. Yeah, I always thought about I thought about getting cremated before I like when I died. When I was like, oh, you get a massive DMT dump when you die. Maybe I'll fucking just stay. I'll stay around, tossing the ground, just do a nice little dream state for a while until my brain decomposes. Yeah, it's a uh, weird to think about. But. So, so my my third Super beer weird. is um, <laughs> <laughs> um the voice of reason. Oh, you guys froze! Oh shit! Well, well, Josh is pretending to be frozen. You guys again, froze for I'm, a sec, I'm so that was really weird. I'm not actually pretending to be frozen. Frozen right now. I only <laughs> did it that Yo. one time. Let it go. The cold never bothered me anyway. I yeah, I just watched Frozen Two the other day. Yeah. I enjoyed it. All those movies are good. good. Suck a dick if you say no. They're all. I don't know, man. I thought Frozen One sucked. I only wanted to see it because it was like, oh, it was the same team yeah. that did Wreck It Ralph, which is one of my favorite movies ever. I liked it. Hey, you ever seen Smallfoot? No. Dude, Smallfoot. That movie's fucking amazing. That's the one where, like, the fucking, like, the the whole village of, like, yeah, yeah, but, and then, like, the one dude, cra- like, the, like, human person crashes up there, and it's essentially the reverse Bigfoot fucking right. whole thing. Dude, it was awesome. I enjoyed yeah. it. Look, well, Wreck-It Ralph and How to Train Your Dragon. Those are the only two I give a shit about. What about that new movie? Uh, uh, was Megamind? That? No, Megamind? it's where they live in the fantasy world. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to see that movie. That looks good. That, that was good. I fucking like. Did you see I, the I fucking fast food joint? It's. I, I saw in a meme when they they did a scene. It was shot outside of a restaurant they were going into, and the restaurant had like the big light up sign billboard, and it and it, oh, it was called uh, Burger Shire, I believe, and on the sign <laughs> Burger Shire, it said now serving second breakfast. Nice. Yeah, they had what? a. I didn't see they that. They had a Lord it, of the Rings shout out in that movie. It was, wow. I did not see it, that. It was probably movie. well it it wasn't it wasn't the main focus, but like in the meme you could see like they distinctly had it there, but it was to be like you know, some guys getting high and just like, "Oh shit. Oh shit. Look what that is." Right. <laughs> Second breakfast? 11 Z's? Lunch? Afternoon tea? <laughs> Afternoon tea. 
Dinner? Luncheon? Supper? God damn it, I love those movies. So what's everybody drinking? I'm still on a nuclear option. I'm man. drinking down under bomb. Yeah, Harrison was about to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. I went I'm down under bomb. My I love that beer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So down under bomb. It's a uh, you know, it's a little installment in the bomb series, as we like to call it, inspired by Juice Bomb. Um some Rakao and Motueka. Rakao and Motueka, some hops from the, you know, southern hemisphere. Um it's uh it's really nice, dude. It tastes like Oh, uh, we lost Harrison again. Oh uh, god. <laughs> well, how are we doing? Oh, oh, you're back. You're back. You're back. All right, we're back. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. It tastes like uh, kind of like uh, white peach and a little bit of uh, big league chew bubble gum. White it's peach, really nice. big league chew, really? What, dude? Big league chew? When you were fucking playing little league and dude, fuck yeah, Raquel gives off huge. Double gum notes. I gotta say, I think I like regular Down Under Bomb rather than the uh, DDH version. Like, I feel that. Down Under. I, I don't know why. I just something about it. Just the base version just does it for me. You know what? I I tend to reach for base versions more often than double dry hop versions, um, and that's just because I'm not much of a hophead. Um, I'm, you know, more inclined to drink Christmas boys these days. That seems to be the way a lot of people are going. Um, Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, Dan. Uh, what? You're, you're not a hophead. You're what, Harrison? I'm a crispy boy. Oh, crispy boy. Sorry, Dan. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so fucking lost. No, it's a, it's all right. He, he he did cut out a little bit there. I, I I was able to piece it together, but I can see how you would miss that part. Um, no, it seems like a lot of the people I know who are in deep in the beer world, like there there was even like a little to bring it all back, like an evolution chart. You know, shows like you know early ape going to modern man, and it was like, um, uh, lagers, IPAs. Stouts, sours, and back to lagers again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the people who are deep in it are back on lagers and pilsners right now. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that we, uh, you know, move on to something something new uh, soon. Because I, I mean, agree, I, I feel like things are maybe a little bit stale right now. I mean, there's obviously your your good standbys, but. I think the beer world needs like a whole new fucking totally different style. Cider. Really cider. cider. No, we're not talking about cider. We're talking about beer. <laughs> That's what you need. This yeah. new beer. fucking cider. It's just no beer. We're talking about beer. It's different. I know. God. I, mean, I think you need to resurrect like an ancient style that hasn't been brewed for like a thousand years. Yeah, pull I mean, <laughs> The I OG. Think, I think it's time for people to start, uh, you know, getting into more like Kolsch style 
ales. Dude, one of my favorite beers is a Kolsch. Is it Reisdorf? Uh, no, Reisdorf was good. Um, it's actually the other half. New Belgium. Kolsch. Oh, I didn't know they make a Kolsch. Oh. Yeah, uh, they did it t- two times. Um, it was called uh, Swedes and Heat. It was done with a, in conjunction yeah. with a Swedish brewery. And it, it was a coconut pineapple Kolsch. Wow. And it's fucking delicious. Dude, you gave yeah. me that one time. Yeah. It was amazing. So good. I actually think I really like Kolsch's. Uh, New Belgium makes a good Kolsch. Kolsch's are fucking great, Isn't dude. it? Col- Isn't it pretty much just like a spring lager? It's just I mean, like... like- the like the Kolsch like style that you know has been you know designed to imitate like the original Kolsch was uh like at this point it's like a lager kind of like fermented with uh or I guess I guess uh ale yeast at lager temperatures would be the yeah that's like the American Kolsch kind of you know uh technique Interesting. I like that. And then if you were so like so in the inverse, like on the on the inverse, if you were to kind of like make a dark or I guess not necessarily dark, but like if you were to go for like a more like robust multi profile and do lager yeast at ale temperatures, you might have something like a bock. So how do ale yeasts fare at lager temperatures? Somewhere around like that 45. I'm sorry, say that again. How do ale yeasts fare at lager temperatures? I mean, so like, you know, if we're talking about, you know, proper like lager, like where lager likes to be, I guess it's around like like 47 to maybe like 53, 54 uh, for primary. Um, So... Uh, and aren't ale yeast usually around like the 65 yeah like 65 to 72 maybe Somewhere around 72 there. is kind of like pushing it maybe you might get some weird uh, volatile off flavors but the very nature of ale yeast is that it is more volatile than lager yeast it it produces more kind of like um impactful uh compounds both aromatically and uh, on the palate and that's why you know ales typically have a, a much well i wouldn't say a much broader but you know like you know you you would ferment a stout with ale yeast to, to kind of uh, bring out some more like robust um post-fermentation qualities in the beer um whereas a lager is you know a much more subtle fermentation it's much cleaner you know and there's much less to hide behind because there are uh, a lot more delicate right. compounds that are being produced. So let me ask you this, young Harrison, kind Harrison. No. With um, we're talking about these lower temperatures at forty-seven to fifty-three, whatever uh, degrees Fahrenheit. How long does that fermentation for primary typically last at that temperature? I mean, it- it depends on the style that you're making, but I mean, I guess you could like for primaries, per- fermentation sake, it can last anywhere from like one week. Oh, and I guess it also depends on the the yeast itself, um, like the strain of yeast. But it could last anywhere from like one week to you know 
uh, three to four. Uh, and then you have to take into account uh, like a diacetyl scrub, which is where you would like intentionally allow the beer to naturally rise in temperature to let the yeast eat any of that diacetyl compound. Um, and then you would bring it back down and, you know, re-chill re the beer um, and allow it to lager essentially for however long uh, you see proper. It's very interesting. Very. Do you um, do you find a difference in taste uh, within the varying lengths of fermentation, as opposed to say something that's done with primary within week one, or something that takes four full weeks to to get through uh, primary fermentation? I I mean, yes, it's it's very subtle, and I'm not gonna. I, I won't like lie and pretend, you know, that my palate is so refined that I can point out these similarities, but they are, you know, very, very subtle. Um, and they, they just kind of differ from day to day and from style to style. Um, you know, and it, cause that's where you need a true. Exactly. Cicerone. And you know, I'm not a Cicerone. I'm, I'm a, been in all true. honesty, I'm a guy that, you know, you know, found his way into the brewing industry and, and now, ha you know, has some decent experience in it. Um, I think you got a good point for it, though. But, um, you know, and, and the other the other thing is that I've never, you know, in, in like a single sitting, I've never tasted side by side um, two beers that had, or two lagers that had like a short fermentation versus a, a, a like a longer fermentation. I've never done that side by side. I just wonder, um, and again, I'm, I'm drawing a lot of this from the cider community, again, from traditionalists that Joshua is such a big fan of. Um, but a lot of these guys that do uh, natural yeast. Now, such a big fan. Natural yeast fermentation is typically going to take a little longer than a cultured yeast strain. Um, but these guys are saying the better quality product typically comes from a cider that's fermenting over the course of a couple of months slow yeah. fermentation um it just makes me wonder that and and it's um like turbo yeast and, and things of that nature in the cider wine community is very frowned upon from people with more i guess you could say refined palates um and they taste differently something that fermented completely within like three to five fucking days or something that fermented uh, low and slow over the course of two months, and it makes a different quality product. I don't know all, all the, uh, the chemistry that's going on behind the scenes as to why that might be. I, I'm just wondering if maybe you had some light to shed on it, because I don't personally know yet. I mean, neither do I. You know, I, you know, I just want to say that um, I don't think any of those things are like none of none of those things correlate to quality or it's whatever tastes better to you like i'm sure like we've all had shit that tastes better to us that was a shorter fermentation sure sure but i'm or, like it, it's not fair to say that any specific way of doing anything is yes, better is, than though. the other because if we do things a certain way and 80% of people say this is better than doing it the other way. 
and I think we know what the better way is. Yeah, but how many people is that? Oh I mean, this is hypothetical, bro. Like, you just you can't you can't combat a hypothetical with that. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, I mean, we 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 can draw lines in the sand and say, okay, listen. If we were to take a, a fucking poll on it and be like, hey, man, we did it at this fermentation range and this fermentation range, which one do you like better? And, and tried to make the same product. And if, like, there's a disproportionate amount of people who said, I like this, you know, A as opposed to B, then I would say A is probably a better way to do it. It doesn't mean it's the better way to – I agree with you. It doesn't mean it's the better way to do it for you if that's – prefer right, right but if 80 percent of humans who drink a or b prefer a as opposed to b i would say you're you're in a better vote yeah. to try to make a product like a and not like b yeah i mean if we all decide that this specific thing is made this specific way and the only way you can achieve that is by doing a specific thing then yeah that makes it like okay i made this fucking this lager and it had to be done, you know, it had to be fermented at this temperature with this specific yeast. And it came out and every single time that it's done this way, it comes out this way. Then you can be like, all right, that's how you do it. But it's just, it's such a difficult thing to, to put specific parameters on shit. That's so subjective. That's like, like I like beers that are, that have that diacetyl buttery kind of flavor to them. Most people would be like, Oh, that's fucking, that means you did something wrong. Like you fucked up in your production of this specific beer. But I actually enjoy that fuck up. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's where I kind of like... Dude, I mean, I, I agree with you. And we've had this conversation before. If it, if it tastes good yeah, to have. you, fucking make it, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if we're, yeah. we're talking a commercial standpoint, owning a brewery, it's got to taste good to more than just you. True. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm not it's saying like... that's like... That's a good thing, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's got to please the majority of people who are coming in contact with it, or you're going to be a failed business. Yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely flavors that are like, okay, this is universal <laughs> dog shit. This is not a good beer. <coughs> Coors, <coughs> Budweiser. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. Uh, uh, Touch of the Corona, maybe, but. <laughs> oh, um... no. <laughs> Baby oh, boy. <sighs> but people like fucking Budweiser. People like that fucking regular ass they shit. They don't know what's good like... for them. <laughs> yeah, but if it but if it tastes good to them, like, doesn't that make it good? But just. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm done trying to, like, convert those people. It's like, you know what, just do what makes you happy. If, if you want to drink the same soul you've been drinking for 30 years and don't want to try new shit, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new shit, I have a new beer. This is beer number four. Did we talk about your beer number three, Josh? We didn't rate our beer number threes. 
No. It was Torque Wrench. It was, I gave it a 3.75. Delicious. Fair. Fair. I think that's my favorite beer that we do. At least our regular rotational beers. Spoiler, I gave the uh, the Impact a 4.5. Okay. Okay. It's a triple that drinks just as smooth smooth as the others, and I enjoy the flavor more. So, um, If I'm going to chime in on that, because uh, I'm about done, with my uh, Impact wrench, I would probably give Impact, as far as triples go, I'd give it a 4, 4.25, for sure. For sure. 100%. Way above average. Yeah, this is uh, probably okay. the closest rival to regular wrench we've had in quite some time as far as popularity goes. I mean, Torque is always pretty popular too, but before we grew this second batch of Impact, every single place I would go to, everyone was like, when's Impact coming back? When's Impact coming back? We need Impact. So, yeah. I've, ne- I've never had that with any other beer that we've ever done. So... People really seem to dig it. So I'm going to tell you guys. Let me know. Say again, Harrison. So I've just got a text from. So I got to go (laughs) eat dinner, unfortunately. My roommate just texted me that dinner's ready. (laughs) Shut up. Just go grab your thing and come back and eat the podcast. Billy. Yeah, tell Billy. Tell Billy. Uh, I think he roasted uh, a chicken. <laughs> he yeah. roasted a chicken? All right, Billy. So you put a chicken in the oven for however long. Good job. <laughs> Listen, Billy. It's Joey. Where are you getting Billy from? Where is he? It's Billy. <laughs> it's, it's, Tommy. it's Tommy. It's fucking Billy. No, it's Bill. Where is he? He's in the kitchen. Tell him. You tell him. Did he make mashed potatoes and gravy? Uh, you make, no. You got mashed potatoes and gravy. Do you normally eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night? No. He, he's, uh, this is kind of a surprise. Um, he made uh, risotto and green beans. Risotto and green yeah. beans. Is he trying to hook up with yeah, you or something? Or he's definitely trying, trying to put it in your butt. He's a He's fucking no chef, man. What do you what do you expect? Our, okay, that's the other option. Either he's a chef yeah. or he's trying to bang you. All right, yeah, he, he locked out. He locked out. <laughs> but you're also a chef, I though. So. Used to be, kind of. <laughs> Dude, whatever. I'm a chef. Fine, Harry. Get the fuck out of here. Go eat Guys. your first dinner. Well, that's no, fine. I'll... I'll eat it on camera in front of you guys. I just didn't want to offend anybody well, or I mean, turn anybody on. Gonna, I mean, we're at the three-hour mark. Anyway. You'll definitely Aren't turn we? us we're on. We're about three hours. Two. Yeah, we're two thirty-eight. So we should, we should probably wrap why, it up. Why don't we wrap it up and we just hang out afterwards, like we did last week? I'm down for that. All right. Well, I want to tell you guys about this beer that I'm drinking right now. Before that happens, tell us, dude. Drink the beer. Or tell tell us about the beer. I already pressed stop, so what? sorry. Fuck you. I know. No, I'm just kidding. I know, I'm I just kidding. <laughs> so I am drinking. Get ready for this. 
Banana coconut coffee marshmallow crunchy from other half. Oh my god. <laughs> other half Imperial Granola Berliner Weiss with bananas, toasted coconut, coffee, marshmallows, cinnamon, vanilla, maple syrup, almonds, and milk sugar. And you taste two out of three. This beer tastes like shit. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's <sucks. laughs> that sucks. Yeah, you, I, I really wanted this beer to be good, but it's Really not. Uh, the guy I traded for with, he gave me two of them. I should have just gotten the one because a second one is going to be rough to drink. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to hear that. It's all right. I get like banana and cinnamon on it. Um, I don't really get the granola that the Crunchy Series is known for. I'm going to make you a chocolate banana wine, Mr. Buyer. And you're going to love it. Do it. I, I would love that. You won't. Do I will it. do it. Hold on, we'll have we'll have Pete from Equilibrium tell you that you should do it, and then you'll actually do it. <laughs> Why? I'm I'm meeting up for the maple syrup tomorrow, dog. Maple pecan wine coming at you. Yeah. Please well, do. don't shake your head like that because I know you're gonna love it. It's as long as I don't fuck it up, but. It'll be. Fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too concerned, but. Uh, aging, like aging on pecans. Hmm. It's gonna be weird, dude. I think. All right. So whatever, like the amount that you're thinking of, that's gonna be too much. Like, oh, do I, more I, than that. I, I already told myself, like, whatever I think's proper, double it. When it when it yep. when it comes to the pecans, dude. I know the flavor is not gonna come through as hard as I want it to, especially with something as overpowering as no. maple syrup. So I definitely want it. I want it to be that sweet succulent taste. I'm going to shoot for something that's a solid 10%. I don't want it to be super high ABV. I think a good 10% would be perfect for something like that. Dude, if you had some shit like that, that was 10% and it tasted like what you're saying, I'll just... I want to. I want to do. I'll just go six gallons of it. I don't want to do a little a test batch. I'm gonna need to ha- get two more quarts of maple syrup. My my boy only had three quarts left, which sucks. So I need two more quarts, and then I will be ready to go. So I'm gonna hit up another friend who I know his dad makes maple syrup from scratch, because I don't want to go to the store and get it. I want it to be local dudes only. Try to like keep it real, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, boy. And then yeah, we're gonna ferment. I'm, I'll, I'll turn the maple syrup into a, a, a simple syrup of sorts. I'll pitch my yeast, you know. Once I get my gravity up to where I need it to be, pitch the yeast, let it ferment. Two weeks later, transfer it over to pecans. Let it rest on that for however that however goes. long it's got to rest on some pecans. A, a month or so. Oh, you're making me. You're making me hungry. A month. Well, Jesus we want to get the flavors out of it, right? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, well. I don't think it'll take a month. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm throwing an arbitrary number out there. It it, it could only be two or three weeks, and it it would be more than enough. I don't want the pecan to start to decompose and give off flavors. That would be my only worry. Do you have a sample port? Huh? 
a sample port? No, sample I, would have, port. I would have to take the yes. bung out with my current setups. I have a one. That's why you should get one of the fucking yeah, the That's why I want to get them. Jam, jam. That's really because they have all they're built in. So, Super yeah, no, helpful. I 100 percent agree that it would be for a case like this. And you'd be like, "Blip, oh, that's perfect." All right, time to bottle. Let's get this shit out of here. But Joshua, <laughs> did I tell you my point. other idea? You didn't. Mint chocolate. We're doing it. We're doing it. Did you talk no, to I me? didn't. I did no, not. You, you came to that no, on, on your own? I, that's my boy. Actually, See, I'm actually going to talk go. to all three of you right now and get a get a little, little input. So yes. here's the thing. The answer Obviously, is yes. yes. Because it's a fantastic com- uh, com- combination. Um... I'm making multiple cold season flavors. Instead of snow, just having snow steak, have the snow steak, have the maple pecan, I want to do a chocolate mint. So I know chocolate and peppermint typically is something that we think in the colder season around the holidays, but I like spearmint much more. So my question to you is, would you rather taste something that has spearmint and chocolate, or would you rather have something that's peppermint and chocolate? What's in Junior Mints? Mm. I think Junior Mints is Spearmint. Both. Is it both? both? I'm pretty sure it's it's more. It's got a more of a Spearmint flavor to it. I think you should do German chocolate cake. Coconut. That's not the question, Josh. Dude. Chocolate. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after. Yeah. All right. All right. Peppermint. Peppermint over Spearmint. Okay. Yes. I think Spearmint. Spearmint? My boy? Here's the thing. Like, you got to use such a delicate amount of mint to get it done. I'm sure. Because it becomes so gnarly so fast. So before I explain to you my idea of what I want to do, Daniel, I would like to know if you would prefer... A spearmint or a peppermint in that situation with chocolate? All right. Well, I just looked up junior mints and they use peppermint. So I'm going to go with peppermint. Okay. I'm a spearmint uh, fan myself, as with Harrison here. Um, maybe I'll try peppermint or maybe I'll do both and say, fuck it. Uh, and, and do two, two completely different batches to see how they turn out. Um, what I want to do is I want to get peppermint candies or spearmint candies they make both, um, and melt them down into a simple syrup and use that as my must. And then age it on dark chocolate, I think, or cacao nibs. Do it on cacao nibs. Cacao nibs? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. All right. All right, good. I'm I'm glad I talked about that. I think it'd be a, a, a pretty pretty solid plan and but using the actual candies i think will infuse some really good flavor into it as far as fermentation is concerned i think it'll leave it with a good a good mint base and then we age it on the cacao nibs we give it a nice chocolate feel after it dessert wine 
Nice. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm down with mint in most things. So same. Agreed. Harrison yeah. we did roast chicken. It looks like. He was trying to say. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm also just gonna die of starvation. That's not true. I'm just so here, I like this. We'll end the podcast. You get your chicken. You come back. You eat. We all hang out. We'll jerk off. We'll do the circle jerk, limp biscuit a little bit, and you know, we'll have a good time tonight. You know what? It's turning into a Friday tradition, and I love it. I'm not mad at it at all. Agreed. I mean, this is as good as we can get it. With the nice thing is, we're all at home. We don't have to drive anywhere. We don't have to worry about driving drunk or shit. You know. True. So, I just saw my. Harrison, what's up? I need to make you food. You need to make me food. Yeah, I need you to don't need to something. do that. You'll be like, what? All right. Uncle Dan, have you ever had Uncle Dan's Mega Mac and Cheese? No. I've had his uh, his burgers no. before. You've had his burgers, but you've never had the Mega Mac and Cheese or the Trailer Park no. Surprise. Dude, I don't think there's anything I need more in my life right now than Mega Mac and Cheese or Trailer Park Surprise. If I had that right now, I would seriously, like, I would jizz my balls. If out you of wanted, my why don't you just let me know? I'll just make a tray and drop it off at your door. You wouldn't do why that. Would? That means you have to leave I your love, fucking I house. love my mac and cheese, dude. I'd give me an excuse to make it. Yeah, but that would mean you have to leave your house, come down here, and give it I to know, me. but dude, like, outside of having to go to Newburgh to ship out a snake the other day, I just I went almost a month without having to put gas in my fucking van, which is amazing. okay. Well, please make me some Mega Mac and Cheese so that I can just fucking jizz. Hey, so uh, quick related tangent. Uh, so Harrison, you know Liz, Liz Grahams. I do. So I visited her yesterday. Drop her off some beers, and uh, so I don't know if you've been following her, but she's. Losing her fucking mind in quarantine right now. So I'm like, all right, I'll come by and say what's up. So I brought her a couple beers and she gave me pulled pork mac and cheese, some crazy insane chocolate chip cookies, homemade pretzels with homemade mustard sauce, and red curry. Oh my God. What? She loaded me up. Liz is the fucking like best fucking person I've ever met. She's she really is. a good person. Dude, when I, I... I know you're kind of a hike, but we're, we're planning on meeting up again next week to do like a beer food exchange. Just fucking come. Right. You have my number. Text me when, it, when it's going to happen. Alright, I will. I'll try to bring something of value. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just FYI, she is very, very uh, paranoid about the whole shit going on because I guess she has that much. Hey, me too. Eh, yeah, okay. I get it. I got a mask. I'm, I'm good. I got mask and gloves. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, her and I just, we kept like 10 feet away and she was okay with that. And I made sure to spray down the beers I gave her with Lysol beforehand. Or, but uh, yeah, we'll work something out. Uh, I'm sure she would like to see us. She's going super stir crazy. She hasn't seen anybody in the last month. 
So, oh, all right, yeah, I'm down definitely. Cool. We'll we'll make it work. Right on. Hey. Also, we we have something to work out as you well. Oh, Everyone. What's that? I don't know. I have acquired some things. Okay. Via via means. Well, there's a brewery that we love that has recently been doing deliveries. Who's that? Equilibrium. What'd yeah. you get? Left Hand Death Star. No. Well, then you fucked up. Super Fractal and Strawberry Zeppelin. Okay, mister, I shouldn't be buying beer right now. Buying a full case of EQ. Uh, I didn't. It was via someone needed stuff, and I was like, I'll help you out. Just hook me up with some shit, and then I'll help you. Not a mean? Okay. But you know what that means. No, what does that mean, Josh? It means all fucking... Obviously... Oh, you're just going to hook me up with some fucking... Some some work beer, and I'm just going to keep all the shit to myself? You can. That beer didn't cost me anything. Yeah, well, this beer didn't cost me much <laughs> anyway, so... Oh, by the way, if you guys want the next Bottle Logic release, let me know. What what is it? Gen Radar? No, no, no. Is that Cryer Preservation? Is that pistachio stout? Oh yeah. I don't want to take a dude. I'm sure it'll be great coming from them, but I I don't want to take a chance on something like that. I I like pistachios as a whole food. I don't like it flavored and things. Mm. I kind of agree, but I have to get every new thing that comes out from them, so I'm getting at least one bottle for me, so I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Nope, I, I appreciate it, and I love you. <laughs> Alright, let's end this shit. Yeah, let's end this shit, and we'll just hang out. I got some, I, yeah. Alright. Alright. Alright, boys, it's been but, fun. You know, at the end of all of these, we have to agree on that one simple phrase. Whoa, 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 hold on. Let me, I gotta, I gotta, I am gay? (laughs) Yeah, I am gay. Hold on, let me shout out a few fucking people. We got our boys at Bangin' Beers Podcast. You can find them on Instagram at IWEP Network. And our our boys at Reality Bomb Comic Cast. You can find them at Reality underscore bomb underscore comic cast and thank you to i am the avalanche for letting us use the song this one's on me hell yeah oh um, what was i gonna say um uh Vinny, yes besides that uh Vinny from i am the avalanche slash the movie life is doing a uh, he's been doing some live concerts from his apartment uh last couple weeks and i watched the one he did on sunday uh, it was pretty awesome. So I don't know if that's your guys' thing, but it's like a $5 donation to to live stream that. So if you guys are interested, I'll send you guys a link. Um, I think he might be doing an entire movie life set this weekend. I think it is a Sunday night. Um, so people listening to this in the future, I think he's planning on doing it every Sunday going forward uh, until all this bullshit's over. 
So even if you hear this after the fact, you can still tune in uh, every Sunday. Uh, check out his Instagram. Uh, it's Vinny Caruana, C-A-R-U-A-N-A. C-R-U-A-N-A. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, I told you I was going to be bad after that fucking uh, Digital 96 beer. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, after that, um, I was thinking about the the banging beers. Um, yeah, shout out to those guys for sending us beer. Uh, hopefully we did you guys justice. Sorry to like rag on beers we didn't love so much. I hope you guys don't take it personal, but hey, we got to keep it honest. You know how it goes. Um, but we definitely appreciate it, and we can't wait to actually hang out in real life and shoot the <laughs> shit and get fucked <laughs> up together. For sure. What, Dan? No, I did. I, yeah. They just, they Straight need a up. good sliming for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Give him a good uh, old handshake welcome. Yeah, especially Anthony. I feel like he really needs it. <laughs> We're not going to throw any snakes on him. <laughs> Tony, don't worry about it. No, no, no. No, no surprise no. reptiles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have something else I want to say, but now I can't fucking remember because the alcohol is getting to me. But yeah, so that that's that. That's that. Well, Harrison, go get your food. Everybody else, re up on anything you need to re up on. And uh, at the end of the day, I think it's very important for all four of us to remember one simple concept. Josh is gay. Beer. Oh. <laughs> it's just beer. I mean, it's just beer. It's just beer. It's just Dude, beer. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Dude, I'm so gay. You don't even know, man. Like, every time we've hung out, I've just been looking at your dicks. Like, I hope it's okay. I, I noticed. I noticed. But okay. also, it's just beer. All right. Yeah. It is just beer. Also. <laughs>